We here at Racket Rock would like to thank our patrons. Severick. Michael Hopkins. Yodlitz. Brownie Davis. Dead Gunner. Michael Drescher. James Burns. Michael Davis. Stephen Vest. Steve Araiza. Carl Black. And William Walson. Thanks, everyone. Now recording. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to another Ragnarok actual play. We're going online again. So tonight we are going to be playing some Delta Green. I am calling this scenario Sundown. Uh, it's it's going to be a weird one. Uh, so if our illustrious players would like to introduce themselves... I'm going to start with the top of the list here. Oh, that says Handler. So then, Elmer Newborn. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan. Um, I'm going to be playing Elmer Newborn. Um, he is a 35-year-old uh, FBI agent from West Winfield, New York. Um, he uh, dropped out of an anthropology degree at um, Oswego State College. Uh, to join the army, where he he served in God. Well, he served somewhere as a as a combat medic. Um, and once he returned from his service, uh, he was recruited to the FBI. Uh, he's very personable. Uh, he is very clumsy. Um, <laughs> he only has a, a dexterity of eight. Um, which Oof. is which is probably good that I uh, took the um, heavy weapon skill away from him. <laughs> He's real good at shooting uh, them when he can hold on to them. Yeah, <laughs> when they don't. Uh, he's he's one of those like true lies. Drop the gun down the stairs and it spins around <laughs> shooting all the bad guys. Exactly, agents. Yeah. Um. He is he is kind of uh tall and thin and uh nerdy um but he's he's very he's very brave and personable um his uh his constitution score is ridiculous uh and the distinguishing feature is indefatigable um all right it's funny uh this this scenario actually take takes place in upstate new york uh so I made up a town. We'll say it's kind of in your neck of the woods. So there you okay. go. Okay. Oh no. Hopefully we won't see anyone I went to high school with. No, not not your town, but that that general area. All right, and Jums. That's me. Hi guys, I am Jums, and I am playing. Wait, no, my name's not Jums. All right, we're gonna roll with it. I'm playing. Uh, Gabe Fultz, uh, he is also a federal agent from San Angelo, Texas. He is uh, 44 years young. He was uh, born in January, uh, so I think that makes him an Aquarius. Um, he likes long walks on the beach. He's very nimble. Uh, he's strong-willed. Um, and, uh, you know, he likes to drive around and shoot things, sometimes at the same time. And... Uh, and he, he he has a very beautiful dog back home that he loves and wishes to be with at all times. Aw. Alright, so this scenario starts out uh, in New York City. You are both stationed 
working in the federal building for the FBI in New York City. You are both also members of the program, uh, and you get calls uh, early in the morning before you even go into the office saying that you are being assigned to a special detail and that you are to report to a specific conference room instead of your your usual assignment. So first thing, as soon as you get into the office, go to that, that conference room and you will be debriefed on your new special assignments. Uh, they use the special code words in it so that you know this is a, an assignment from the organization. This is a Delta Green business. Uh, you both get to the conference room bright and early first thing in the morning. Uh, there is already a man sitting at the head of the conference table. He seems to have a permanent scowl affixed to his face. Uh, there's a laptop set up in front of him. The room... Uh, is dimmed. It's already set up for a presentation. Uh, he's He has just been waiting for you to get here. Uh, as you walk in, he gestures to seats. Uh, he says, Agents, please take a seat. I will be your handler for this operation. You may call me uh, Agent Steele. Let's get right down to it. Uh, he presses something on his laptop, and the screen behind him suddenly comes up with a local news broadcast. Uh, and he, he hits a button and the, this broadcast starts playing. Uh, and it's, uh, there's a, an anchor on the screen, a, a, a woman, and she says, and local news, police are searching, uh, Harper Fall police are searching for uh, Emily Lacar, who was last seen January 3rd. Uh, any, uh, at her, at the, uh, sorry, she was last seen at January 3rd at the Sundown Motel over on, uh, I wrote it down, wait, uh, over on Route 14. Uh, anyone with information about her whereabouts is asked to call, and the, he stops it. Uh, you can see on the screen, there's, you know, over the anchor shoulder, there's a picture of a pretty young woman uh, in her early 20s, brunette hair. She's smiling at the camera. Uh, and your handler says this was from a local news broadcast on January 4th. Uh, it is now today for you guys. It is now uh, January 10th, 2022. Uh, we just said it right now. And he says this was from January 4th. A uh, day later, this photograph was found by the local police department. Uh, and he slides to uh, he slides each of you a manila folder. You open it. Uh, and there is a morgue picture of a body on a table of a young woman who looks suspiciously the same as the woman on the screen. Um, that's not, I mean, you're both federal agents. It's nothing especially disturbing for you. Until, he says, uh, we ran fingerprints against this Jane Doe, uh, and they match those of Emily Lacar perfectly. Except the picture you're looking at was taken in January 1980. Now, that don't make much sense. Not at all. No. So, I need you to go to Harper Fall, New York, as fast as you can. Your mission, your primary objective, is to find out why the fuck this girl was found dead 20 years before she was born. Emily Lacar was born in the year 2000. She was found dead in 1980. 
Your secondary objective is to run interference. The local police department knows about this. You need to find out, or you need to come up with some story to smooth it over with them. If you can't do that, you need to evaluate them for either induction into the program or friendly status. We have already called ahead to Police Chief Lanny O'Brien. She is expecting you and seems grateful for the help, so at least there's that. No cover for this one. You're going in as FBI agents. I was trying to type in, uh, make them uh, part of the program more friendly, but it autocorrected friendly to grizzly. I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with that. I, I mean, making them grizzly is another option, but that's that's at the bottom of the list. Generally, they don't like it when you kill entire police departments. I mean, fair enough. Any questions, agents? No, I don't think so. Well, yeah, how how was she 20 years earlier dead? That's my question. Well, that's what you were going to find out. That's my question, too. Kind of figured that went without saying as being the big question, but all right. Um... Oh, he also, in your, uh, he, he gives you uh, cards that have a, f- a phone number on them. That's my direct line. Call me as soon as you know anything or if you need any backup in it and if you need any backup or materials or assistance. Uh, I lied, Steele. I do have a question. Um, a- mm-hmm. Any other any other information you have associated with this uh, Jane Doe case from 40 years ago? Uh, I don't. The local police department apparently didn't have much either. It was brought to their attention by a retired detective. Uh, he worked the case back in the 80s. Um, all right. I don't have his name. The police chief would probably have it. So I'll talk to the police chief about that. Do we have a car, or are we uh, taking our own vehicles? No, you you have a car. They they give you a, a federal government car. There's a there's a black SUV in the in the parking garage with your name on it. With sirens and a shotgun. Uh, yes, it's a it's a FBI car. Yeah, sirens and a shotgun. Sirens and a shotgun. Yeah, beanbag gun. It depends what you load it with. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Um, now, you want to ride together, or you want to, you know, uh, take separate vehicles? Let's not waste the government's gas. I'll say, Ryan, because you're a character from upstate New York, you've you've heard of Harper Fall. Uh, it's a, it's a smallish town, probably an hour or so away from where you grew up. Okay. That's, um, that's really all you know. 
I I look over at uh, I look over at Gabe and I say, I hope you're ready to spend a lot of time on the throughway. <laughs> yep. So, uh, if we can do sing-alongs or I can nap, either way, I'm okay with it. Just as long as you go to the bathroom now, because I am not stopping. <laughs> All right. So you guys go to the bathroom. Uh, you get in the car and. About uh, five hours later, you are driving into Harper Fall, New York, unless there's anything, uh, Harper Falls, I keep, I don't know why I wrote down for Harper Falls. Um, Is there any stop that you would like to make along the way? Do you want to try to pick up any gear or anything? Um, Do we have, um, I'm guessing we have like uh, typical issue sidearms. Yes, you have uh, like nine millimeter sidearms. Um, okay. Can I, I can, can I get the stats I, on those? Because I, yes, I didn't that's, uh, look it up beforehand. I am going to get those now. Get... Weapon. Can I get a Fenrir? <laughs> uh, no, but you can have a book that talks about the mythical Fenrir. Uh, fire I guess arms. that'll do fire for now. Arms. Medium pistol. Here we go. Uh, so range 15, damage 1d10, and ammo capacity is 15. Uh, and I would say, since you there is a shotgun in the car, I'll just tell you now, um, the range for that is 50 meters... That's okay. Uh, and it does 2d10 damage, uh, but that drops off the further away you are, and it has a capacity of 5. Okay. And uh, you have, uh, there's also Kevlar vests, which give you 3 armor rating if you're wearing them. Uh, what, was the, what was the range on the 9mm again? 15. 15 meters. Okay. And uh, how many pages in my book about Fenrir? Um, about seventy-five. If it's just about okay, Fenrir, so I finished that within the first hour and took a nap. Yeah, it was more like some college kids' term paper. It's hardly a book. Yep. All right, so do you guys want to make any stops along the way, or are you just heading up to Harper Falls? Um, I can't think of anywhere that we would stop. Um, we got to go speak to the police chief. Uh, we don't have any... I heard there's a giant chicken stop. statue. Can we go stop and see that on the way? I heard it's on the way. Believe me, it's uh, it's really it's really not worth it. All right, so five hours later, your p- 
pulling up in front of the Harper Falls Police Station. It's a small building. You can see it's really the, the Harper Fall like municipal building. It's City Hall, and the police station is attached to it. Uh, Harper Fall, it's a pretty it's a pretty nice town as you're driving through. Uh, you're going down Main Street. Uh, there's some nice businesses. Uh, you, drove, you drive by a bunch of houses. Things look pretty nice here. Um, you, you get out and you head into the police station. And there's a lieutenant behind the desk. Uh, sees you two come in. It's so just you know, it's probably close to three in the afternoon now, because uh, you've been driving all morning and into the afternoon. Uh, and the the lieutenant at the desk looks up and says, "Oh, uh, sergeant at the desk. Sorry, looks up and says, uh, can I help you?" I flash the badge. Yeah, I, I will. Oh. I will take my badge out as well. Um, Agent Newborn, uh, FBI, this is Agent Fultz. Um, we are uh, here to speak with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Chief, Chief O'Brien. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he uh, picks up a phone and hits an extension. He goes, Chief, yeah, the, uh, the FBI guys are here for you. Okay. And he hangs up. Uh, and he points. You can see the, the office in the back. Uh, and uh, he says, oh, that, that's your office right there. Just go on back. Uh, and as you start walking through, you you see there's like a half dozen other officers here, uh, and the chief gets up and opens the door. Uh, she's older than both of you. She looks probably about mid-50s. Um, she, you know, wears her, her age comfortably, like her uniform. Uh, you She ushers you back into her office and shakes both your hands uh, and says, well... Uh, I gotta say, I'm I'm happy to see get the feds on this because this one's well. I mean, missing person we can handle, dead body we can handle, but this one's. How do you reckon this happened? I don't know. It's a mite tricky, but we're here to figure it out. Well, uh, whatever whatever me and my officers could do to help you, we're we're here. Who's the original investigator on this case? Oh, that was uh, Santiago. Uh, Eugene, Eugene Santiago. He, uh, before my time, uh, well, I overlapped with him a little bit, but uh, he was a detective back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, retired, I think around 2000, 2001. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. But he's been he's been out of, out of the game for a while, but... Uh, after the broadcast on TV, he called me up and came in and uh, showed me some cold case files he had. And, uh, well, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you saw the the pictures and the, uh, well, the fingerprints match. Um, they, they didn't have any DNA back then. You know, we, we spoke to, we spoke to Emily's parents and, you know, just in case, you know, we got some hair and stuff from a comb at her house. Um, but nothing to compare that to, but we got some fingerprints and, uh, those match. I mean, I, I always thought that fingerprints were unique. How can they, you know, how could two people have the same fingerprints? Well, they might be related in some way. It could be some weird genetics. I mean, uh, fingerprints are unique, but some of that stuff's been kind of debunked in this recent age. 
Could also be the the manner in which the fingerprints were uh, identified as being uh, the same. Uh, was it was it done uh, by a computer or was it done by a human being? Oh, it, it was it was done by a computer. You know these uh, these algorithms have been known to make the odd mistake from time to time. Um, even even so, um, I, I'm sure if if it is an exact if it is a, a match, uh, it's it's probably not an exact one. Um, so so this uh, this cold case must have really stuck in this detective Santiago's craw if he remembered it all these years later. Oh yeah, it was. Uh, uh, I I mean I he he says you know the the one he was never able to solve. Uh, it was. Well, you, you, you should probably talk to him about it. It was it was more than just this one, though. Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Oh, be my uh, pl- can you can you give us an address? Oh, uh, yeah. She she gets out a piece of paper and uh, writes down an address and hands it to you. Whatever happened to the original body? Um, I mean, did it get buried or was it cremated? Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, like that was that was forty forty some odd years ago. Um, it was probably cremated and interred somewhere. We we don't have a cemetery around here, so um, uh, I I assume the state took care of that. Eugene might. The eighties weren't a great time for paperwork. Well, no, the 80s were a great time for paperwork. It's just uh, we don't have all that anymore. You said that Detective Santiago shared the case files with you. Do you happen to have a, a copy of that? Uh, no, he, he took them back. They were, they were his. Okay. But he's, he's got them. Well, I guess we're off for a trip, and we'll uh, let you know if we find anything interesting. Um, yeah, before we go, do, do you have do you have any kind of a forensics workup um, on the missing girl, uh, the the hotel, the motel where she was found? Uh, do your people find anything in this at the scene where where she was staying? Oh no, no, she she wasn't staying there. She was working there. She she, working uh, she worked the night shifts at the front ah. desk. Yeah. Uh, so the the timeline best we best we were able to put together. Uh, she showed up for work uh, like usual at eleven p.m. Um, they uh, around one thirty in the morning. One of the guests called to the front desk to ask for some towels and pillows. She brought them up a few minutes later, uh, and that was the last anyone saw her. They got no type of surveillance over in that area. Uh, no, the the Sundown Motel is not. Uh, well, it's not the most modern establishment, but it is the only motel in town. But no, they don't they don't have security cameras or anything like that. Um, so the, uh, whoever, whoever was supposed to pick up the morning shift from her just showed up and she wasn't there. Yep. Uh, her boss that who runs the place, uh, that's, um, uh, Felipe Diaz. 
Uh, he he showed up around uh, eight thirty in the morning, which is when he usually gets there. Uh, she was gone, but her car and her belongings, her car was still in the parking lot and her belongings were in the office. Uh, he tried calling her, her cell phone, and it was in her purse and just rang there. Uh, that's when he uh, called us. Okay. And uh, you guys ain't never experienced anything like this before where somebody just, uh, you know, turns up missing and all their stuff's still there and... I mean, every once in a while, there's a, you know, a, a family abduction or a teen runaway or something. Uh, I, I mean, the, the missing person itself isn't the most unusual thing. It's the the circumstances surrounding it now with uh, this information that Detective Santiago brought in. All right. Um... And uh, the since let's let's walk this back a bit. Since she wasn't uh, staying at the motel, she was an employee. Uh, did you did your people pull anything off the car uh, or or off of the um, the hot- the motel lobby? Um, nothing nothing out of the usual. I mean, her car has you know her fingerprints and DNA in it. The 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 lobby's a bit of a mess from people coming and going all the time, but, but there was no sign of a struggle or anything like that. And none of the uh, none of the vanished. motel patrons none of the motel patrons heard anything in the middle of the night. <laughs> well, uh, the only patron who was there that night was the the woman that uh, asked for the towels and blankets. That was uh, 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 I forgot to write down her name. Uh, that was Janice Griffin. She was, uh, she's a bit of a lush, and, uh, I'm pretty sure she passed out shortly after she got those towels and blankets. Any, uh, strange, for, uh, you know, uh, activity on her phone at all, or just, uh, nothing until her boss tried calling her? A few missed texts from, uh, friends, nothing, nothing strange. Did you check the log of the the phones to for the sundown? Any any odd calls to the to the ho- to the motel? Nope. Only call was uh, from Mrs. Griffin's room to the front desk. Uh, that was it. Well, it looks like we got our work cut out for us on this one. Yeah. Certainly well, seems that way. As I said, uh, if you if you boys need anything, we're we're here to help. We appreciate the uh, we appreciate the help, Chief O'Brien. We'll we'll let you know if there's anything you can do. Great, thank you. Oh, uh, if you're going to be staying in town, you might want to head over to the motel sooner or later. Uh, I think Philippe is probably going to close up the front desk around five or six. Given that he doesn't, and, uh, have, he doesn't have anyone to work. And that's the only place that can really put us up, huh? Yeah. Unless you have a friend's couch you can crash on. Or you want to sleep in your car.
think uh, that's probably that's probably not the ideal situation. Um, so, thanks for the reminder. All right. So, um, as we're as we're walking out of the, do you have anything else you want to ask us, lady? Uh, nothing I can think of. All right. So uh, as we're as we're walking out of the police station, uh, Elmer uh, Elmer's got a uh, an e cig that he <laughs> that he starts he pulls out and starts vaping. Okay. Um. So he goes. So where do you want to start with this one? I think we can. Uh, as we're as we're walking back to the car, you know, making sure nobody else is really in earshot. I think we can probably sell the uh, police chief on uh, this being some kind of a computer error, since she only saw the files once. I'll I can, I'll tell you for free when you were when you were telling her that uh, you were you were lying, and she seemed eager to believe it. Okay, it makes it makes it, it you could tell it made a lot more sense to her than anything else. Yeah, we could definitely chalk it up to human error and to the system, or a glitch in the you know computers. You know, they glitch all the time. Uh, I feel like uh, this detective Santiago is going to be a, a much harder sell on that, um, being that he's the kind of guy who takes his work home with him and keeps it for forty years. <laughs> Hmm, might ha- might be a good ally, though. I mean, you kind of need someone with that dedication for this type of work. <sighs> it's uh, let's uh, let's let's make sure that he's not uh, completely unstable before we go ahead and bring him in as a friendly. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, definitely got to meet the guy first. He, he could just be you know <laughs> crazier than a bag of cats. Let's hope not. Where do you want to start with this? I kind of want to talk to Santiago. Uh, I kind of want to see what his take is on what, on what he came across in the original, uh, you know, investigation. Uh, you said it's like three o'clock, or probably more like three thirty or four now. Uh, yeah, around three thirty. Okay. Well, I well, don't relish I... the i I don't relish the idea of sleeping in the front seat of our uh, federal issued vehicle. So why don't we head over the mo- to the motel first and at least get ourselves a room? Yeah, ground zero. I guess we can do good investigations there where where she disappeared. Might be some sort of time vortex or loop in that place. Okay. So you're going to head over to the motel? Yeah. All right. So the the motel itself is actually about a half hour outside of town on Route 14. Uh, As you pull up, it is a a relic of a different age. There's a, a busted neon sign out on the street... Uh, that says Sundown Motel. It's kind of got like a, excuse me, a sunset motif behind it. 
Uh, the vacancy sign is lit up if there is vacancy. It is an L-shaped building. Uh, and as you pull into the parking lots, uh, you could see that the office is on the uh, one edge uh, closest to the street or the highway. Uh, and then there's a bunch of rooms that go down and into the other side of the L. Uh, across the office, but would make a U-shape, is um, the amenities. There's a, a decades-old swimming pool that looks like it has been closed for as long as this place has been opened. There's a, a rusty chain-link fence around it, uh, keeping people out. Uh, you look in, you can see that there's... Uh, scummy water at the bottom and leaves and trash uh there's also not too far from that a quote-unquote playground which is a swing set with two swings one of which is broken and a set of monkey bars just in asphalt uh it is a a sad looking place there's only one other car in the parking lot near the motel uh, not the motel near the office uh, that's it. This this is the Sundown Motel. I, I was originally worried about waking up forty years ago, but I think I think we drove into forty years ago. In any case, I just want to make sure uh, there there isn't there's no DeLorean parked at the motel parking lot or a no no it's uh no it's a it's a Honda SUV parked in oh, front. Oh shit! Okay. Uh, no green swirling vortex. No, no green swirling vortex. There is a blue swirling vortex, but that's different. <laughs> um. So yeah, I guess we'll we'll pull in. Uh, you know, next to the next to the car. Um. And uh, head on, head on into the office. Okay. Uh, you go in. Uh, and this is also a relic of another age. Uh, the, the carpet is orangish. Uh, maybe it was orange at one point. Now it's more of a brown. It's worn threadbare thin. There's wood paneling halfway up the walls and then some uh, weird faded wallpaper. There's a little table right next to the door that has a, a display case of like brochures of like local attractions that are all dusty. Uh, this place does not get a lot of traffic. And uh, there's a man behind the desk who looks up at you a bit surprised as you walk in. Uh, he is also older middle age. Uh, he's got a, a thin mustache uh, and uh, a little chubby. Uh, he looks up at you. Oh, um, can, I, can I help you? Yeah, we're here with the FBI. We hear you've been skimming on some of your receipts. We need to check your books. Wait, uh, what? Oh, uh, what? No, I'm just judging your friend. We're here, to, we're here about your, uh, you're missing, you're missing, uh, night clerk. Uh, oh. I, uh, I, I flash my, I flash my badge. Um, I'm, I'm Agent Newborn, and this is my partner, the comedian, uh, Agent Fultz. Oh, so you actually. Our FBI. Uh, I'm, uh, he stands up and holds out his hand. I'm, uh, I'm Philippe, Philippe Diaz. I. I run this sad place. Um, what 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 can I do for you? Um, what do you need? Well, we were uh, hoping to pin down some some details about uh, the uh, 
the night your employee meant, uh, the night Miss Lacar went missing, and uh, the morning after when you showed up to find out that she, you know, wasn't wasn't here anymore. Um, right. Uh, right. So, uh, so uh, Emily uh, has been working for me for about a year now. Uh, she she said she liked the night the night shift. She was a night owl. Uh, I wasn't going to complain that someone was. Willing to work overnight for that pay. Um, she was, she's a good kid. Um, I showed up on time. Uh, did the job as you know, as such as it was. Um, but yeah, so basically, her her job would be to uh, check guests in if they showed up overnight, or uh, help them out if they needed anything. Then uh, 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 about uh, about. Th- a month ago, my my day clerk guy Bobby quit, uh, so I've been coming in more usually to relieve Emily in the morning. Um, I, I don't run this place full time. Usually, I'm I'm an accountant uh, in town. This is sort of a, a side thing, uh, but um, I got in that morning and she wasn't here. I looked around, uh, went to the the amenities room thought maybe she was in there getting a drink uh uh, looked all around the grounds couldn't find her then i called her phone and was in her purse and rang then that that's when i noticed her purse was still under the desk Uh, so i I got concerned and i called the police and uh in the in the months that she worked here uh you didn't notice anything uh anything odd or suspicious no no drinking or drugs uh, she didn't have uh, she didn't have anybody else uh, around the property while she was working. Uh, no no friends or associates. Honestly, I I couldn't tell you if she did. The the reason I hired a night clerk is so that I wouldn't have to be here at night. Um, as long as she didn't burn the place down, uh, she was doing a pretty good job. I mean, th- this this place doesn't get a lot of guests. We make just barely enough money to stay afloat through the year. Uh, if she was here sleeping or partying, I, I didn't know about it. Did she, uh, or did you get any complaints or did she complain about anything? Uh, any, like, you know, maybe suspicious characters staying here or, or anybody complain about her? No, no one ever complained about her. Uh, no. Uh, what's your, what's yours guys's human? Mm, pretty good. I feel that's a personal question. I, uh, mine's at 60. What's yours, Ryan? 60. Okay. Uh, she's, no, no one ever complained about her. Uh, complaints from her? Mm. No, not not that I could think of. Uh, he's he's lying. You can tell. Uh, sounds like you got a bit of a, an upward inflection in your voice there. Uh, are you sure? No, no complaints. Um. Okay. So if you're gonna call him on it, uh, roll. Trying to get the character sheet open. My book. There we go. Uh, roll persuade. I'll give you a plus twenty percent because you uh, you know he was lying and you called him on his bullshit.
I'm sorry, I went to scroll down and I accidentally scrolled down the entire book instead of down the page to look at my character stats. Uh, well, you just rolled uh, a 23. So, that, uh, that, that should do it. Um, it's searchable too, James, so if you control F, you should be able to uh, find your character sheet really easily. Oh yeah, my persuades at fifteen. You gave me a plus twenty, so it's I guess yeah, so. Yeah, I, I think I think I got it. Okay, so he he sighs. She had brought up a few times, and, and Bobby had said the same thing. They those kids thought this place was haunted. No. Okay. Uh, what what did they? What evidence did they give you of that? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, Bobby Bobby says that sometimes he would uh, smell cigarette smoke, even though there was no one smoking. Uh, uh, sounds coming from some of the rooms, doors opening and closing, lights flickering, things like that. I've I've never seen anything like that. I've been at this motel most of my life, and it's look, it's uh, it's a shitty place, but it's not haunted. I mean, looking at the state of this place, I could assume that doors would rattle and lights would flicker. Exactly, it's the wind and bad and bad electric. It's not ghosts. But, uh, I I take a look around the lobby as as they're talking about this, and uh, and I say. It doesn't doesn't seem like you get much uh, much patronage uh, around here, uh, Mister Diaz. Uh, how how do you keep the business open? Like I said, uh, I mean things around here are pretty cheap. We get just enough guests to keep things afloat. Usually, uh, well, uh, I don't judge uh, hookers, uh, kids looking to to party or fuck. Uh, lots of affairs. Affairs are my bread and butter. Um, and every once in a while, there's actually someone from out of town who needs a place to stay. It's, it's not a lot of business, but it's enough. It's enough. I mean, we we kind of need a place to stay ourselves if we're since we're on that subject. Well, uh, I've I've got rooms. Uh, you want a double or a join singles? Double will be fine. Okay, uh, that's uh, that's a uh, hundred bucks a night. All right, um, I'll I'll give him I'll give him the um, my federal issue credit card and yeah, it's yeah. Or or do yeah. we have to uh, do we have to cover it ourselves and and put in an expense report? <laughs> I'll I'll let you decide. Well, I just start waving my badge. Are you sure it's a hundred? But no, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine that they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't give us a travel card. So yeah, so yeah, you have a tra- travel card. Uh, you watch in amazement as uh, you hand him the credit card, uh, and he sits down behind the desk and uh, uses one of those old roller credit card machines. Uh, and actually has to make a like carbon paper impression of your card 
Do you remember those old forms? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. do. Yeah. That's that's how he, he processes your credit card. Excuse me, mister. They even have apps for phones where you can swipe a card. Are you seriously using that thing? Yeah. I, yeah. Computers don't work around here. There's, I don't know. They Every time I try to get a computer, it just always fucks up and, and breaks and just makes more trouble than it's worth so this this works best uh i know it's it's old but uh it it gets the job done uh and he opens the there's a big guest book on the counter that he asks you both to sign all right we'll sign it all right uh so you guys sign in and he goes behind the counter to the the keys on the wall takes off one and hands it to you uh it's for room uh, 110. Uh, he's like, yeah, get 110, uh, all the way down in the corner. Uh, it's th- the biggest room. So <laughs> there, there you go. Any interesting history with this room? Like any murders or hauntings in this one? Uh, <laughs> um, make, a make, uh, your human tie. Um, he, he blanches a bit. Uh, no, no, not, not there. Nope. Now, now, when you say not there, where exactly a, do you make mean? A, make a make another persuade check. No, no, I didn't make it this time. No, he uh, he's like nothing. There's no. There's, your room is absolutely fine. And assuming we were to go down to the local library or the, you know, local newspapers, uh, issue morgue and, and take a look, uh, that, that statement would be borne out as fact, sir. Uh, you can, you can make another, you can make a persuade check. All right. I will try that. And my persuade is 50. So, yes, 43 out of 50. Okay. Uh, he sighs. Yes, your room is fine. Room 109. There was there was an incident a while back when my parents are still running the place. It's ancient history, though. Don't worry about it. Well, at this point, I ain't worried about it. Now I'm just curious. Some some crazy asshole chopped someone up in, in that room back in the 80s. Well, that's, that's my defined. Well, like I said, your room is fine. No one was ever killed in that room that I know of. I believe well, you. Well, that, sir, that's very reassuring. All right. All right. Uh, so so uh, we'll... we we don't have we don't have a night clerk anymore. So I close up here around six thirty. So uh, if if you t- if you two need anything, uh, he takes out a piece of paper and writes down a number. This is this is my cell phone. Uh, I live in town, so I'm not, I'm not close. But if there's any emergencies or anything, just just give me a call. All right. Uh, why don't we go ahead and take some extra towels now while you're here? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. 
Uh, there's a you see there's a like a storeroom behind the desk, and he opens it up and takes out uh, a few towels and grabs two extra pillows too and hands them to you. There you go, just in case. Thanks. You wouldn't by chance happen to have an extra toothbrush or some Q-tips, would you? Uh, no, we we don't supply toiletries. Oh, that's fair. I I just just happened to forgot mine, so I mean, we'll be in town. I'll pick something up. Yeah, there's there's general stores in town. As we're as we're walking out of the uh, out of the lobby, I turn to Fultz and I go, "Would you really want to use them if they had them?" <laughs> no, I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so you guys walk over to your room. Uh, you unlock the door. Uh, it is a really cheap, crappy motel room. There's two twin beds. Uh, with a little end table in between them that has a lamp on it. Uh, there's a a six a low six-drawer dresser that has an old CRT television on top of it. Um, there's one chair that's, like, by the window that looks out onto the parking lot. Uh, on the other side of the beds, there's a little circular table with two wooden chairs. Uh, there's a closet in the back uh, with a few wire hangers in it. Uh, and the bathroom that's, you know... Toilet sink, shower. It's mostly clean. All right. I mean... How do you think the water pressure is? I'm going to go ahead and speculate terrible. Hell, if I'd have known he'd have these old TVs, I'd have brought my NES. We could play some Duck Hunt. It's the only TVs those things work on. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm gonna, out of, out of sheer curiosity, I, uh, mm -hmm. I take out my phone. Um, I, I also, I also have like a, a little work laptop in a, in an attache case that I, that I pull out. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to, uh, see if I can, uh, get a hotspot internet connection going. Okay. Uh, I just want to basically see like. Is is this guy just an idiot, or is there really some weird electronic interference that happens with uh, computers? All right. Uh, do you have computer science? Do I? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, you you set up your phone uh, for a hotspot, um, but you're getting like one G. Uh, okay. There's no there's no public Wi-Fi here. Uh, your phone should be faster than this. Uh, you you must be like right on the edge. I mean, best you can figure, like you must be like right on the edge of a tower or something. Um, you've got barely any signal. Like you you look at your uh, your signal bars, it keeps uh, flickering between one bar and no signal. Uh, it seems like depending on where you stand in the room and which way the wind is blowing. Uh, it's, there's no, there's no real rhyme or reason to it. There's kind of a signal sometimes, sometimes there's not, uh, it's, it's annoying. All right. Uh, and, and other than that, there's nothing weird going on with the, with the laptop. I turn it on, even if I can't get it to connect after a little while, maybe I'll like, uh, play some Minesweeper or something for a few minutes. Um, yeah, seems, seems to be working. 
All right. Do you have it? Do you have it plugged in, or are you using the battery? Uh, no, I'll plug it in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Seem seems to be working. Like you can't get online, but other than that, it as far as you can tell, it's working fine. Like you, you open up Word and it, it opens up. Uh, you know, you play a, a, a game of Minesweeper. That's fine. Is there a Bible in the drawers? And um, does the TV get any channels? There's a Bible in the drawers. Uh, the TV does. Uh, mm, well, actually, no. Everything's digital now, so. Uh, uh, yeah, the the TV just gets like one or two channels. It's it's a really old like you have to get up and click the knob on the TV to change the channel kind of TV. Oh God! Yeah, I got to get up. Hell no! I guess we're going to yeah. be talking to each yeah. other a lot, Elmer. <sighs> well, it seems like we got plenty to talk about. So you I mean, think I'm this no, place is really haunted? <laughs> I'm no physicist or computer scientist or anything like that, but it uh, seems like maybe we should uh, go to talk to Detective Santiago and find out what exactly happened here back in the 80s. I got a, I got a feeling that uh, the gruesome murder that he was talking about might just be our Jane Doe. Yeah, I was figuring the same thing. Okay. Uh, so you you know you leave your bag. Are you leaving your bags there? No. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I'm not. I'm not bringing. I'm not leaving anything in this place. Okay. Uh, so you you take your stuff back into the car, uh, and you drive back into town. Uh, it's about forty five minutes to Detective Santiago's house. Uh, you so probably by this time it's getting on five o'clock ish, um, uh, and you pull up in front of a. Uh, a modest uh, suburban home. The the lawn's well kept. Uh, it's it's January, so there's like no flowers or anything. But there's a few bushes out front. Um, there's a little uh, sign hanging on the door that says "Happy New Year." Uh, it's, a, it's a nice little house. All right, so I'm I'm not getting like uh, reclusive nut job vibes from this guy. No. Well, it looks like he's fancy living. Right. Looks like a nice kept house. Detective's pension. Yeah. All right. So you're going to uh, go up and knock? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll knock. Uh, God willing, we make it there. Yep. Yeah, I wonder if his wall has a room like all beautiful mind with wires everywhere. All right, so you you knock, uh, and a minute later the door opens, and there's an an elder uh, not elderly there's an old woman older woman, uh, uh, standing there. She's got uh, curly gray hair, uh, thick glasses. She's wearing a, a pink tracksuit, uh, and she says, "Oh, can I help you, boys?" Yes, hello, ma'am. Um, I am Agent. Um Elmer Newborn with the FBI. This is my my partner, uh, Agent Fultz. Um, we're we're here to speak to uh, Eugene Santiago. Is he at home? 
Oh, of course. Come on in, boys. And she, she opens the door for you. Uh, but hurry up. It's cold out. Uh, she, she ushers you in. Gene, you have guests. Uh, she points. He, he's right there in the living room. Um, you just go on in. Uh, and so you, so as, as you walk into the house, you can see, uh, there's a set of stairs right in front of you. Uh, it's got, it, the, the stairs have one of those, um, sit down, uh, like seats that, that go up and down the stairs. Um, uh, and you, you walk around the corner into, uh, a plushly carpeted living room. Uh, and there's an, an old man, uh, sitting in a recliner, um, He's got a cane next to it. Uh, he's watching uh, some history show on television. Uh, he's wearing just you know jeans, a button-down shirt, uh, old older man with uh, with gray hair, going a little thin, uh, clean shaven. Uh, he he looks over at you. Can I can I help you, boys? Who are you? Hello, sir. Uh, my name is uh, Agent Elber Newborn with the FBI. This is my partner, Agent Fultz. Um, uh, Chief O'Brien uh, from the from the local police police department um, sent us over. Um, she said that you recently contacted her about uh, a cold case um, that might be of interest. Uh, you saw something on the news. Uh. You're, so you're the feds, Lanny was talking about. Yeah, she called me and said you'd be coming over. I thought you'd be here sooner. Uh, yeah, come on, come on in, come on in, sit down. Uh, he, uh, he, he goes to stand up and uh, grunts as he lifts himself up with his cane, uh, comes over and, and shakes your hands as you, uh, as you walk in. He goes, uh, 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 but actually, instead of sitting down, uh, he says, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the feds, okay, oh, um, Come, come on into the kitchen. Uh, I, that's that's where I got the the box. Um, so he like I said, he stands up on his cane. Uh, you can see he's got he's got a hard limp uh, as he walks with the cane. Um, but he he shakes both your hands and, and leads you into uh, his kitchen. There's a, a little a wooden table there with four chairs, um, and uh, he he looks around. Betsy, Betsy, where'd I put the box? Uh, and she, you hear. Uh, from the other room. It's under the table, Gene! Uh, and he, he looks, ah, son of a bitch. And he, he bends down with a, uh, with a grunt and he, he pulls out, uh, a, an old, uh, banker box kind of thing. Uh, and, uh, and picks it up and plops it down on the table. Uh, you could see files and papers are kind of sticking up from the top. Um, and he, he sits down with, uh, whew, sorry, not, not as spry as I used to be. Um, he, he taps the box. This is uh, this is some of what I was showing Lanny the other day. Um, how much? How much did she tell you? Um, well, just that she uh, felt that there was a suspicious uh, similarity between uh, the Jane Doe that you found uh, all those years ago and uh, missing girl um, worked down at the Sundown. Yeah, 1980. That was that was a hell of a year. That's all she told you. Just that there was something suspicious. Um, just just well, that there was a fingerprint match. Um, he uh, he he looks into the box and, and rifles through some things and, and pulls out a, a thick folder and plops it down on the table. 
and he he owes he throws it open. Well, this is a this is my case file. You know when you get a case that you just can't solve, and sometimes it sticks with you. Well, this is that one for me. It was uh, well, we're pretty sure it was a serial killer, but could never find the bastard. So there were you found multiple victims that were in the same like mo. Five. Uh, he uh, goes through and starts pulling out more of those those morgue table photos. Uh, he first one he slides you is the one that uh, you recognize as Emily Lacar. This was Jane Doe one uh, found January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty. This was uh, a little different from the others. Uh, and then he pulls out uh, four more photos, sim- you know, similarly laid out, just like face down on a morgue table. Uh, these women all look to be about the same age, but they're all blonde. These four, Jane Doe's two, three, four, and five, uh, found April 4th, May 15th, October 2nd, and November 17th, 1980. These four, he points to the four blondes, were all killed the same way. Uh, ice pick or something like that. Right into the ear. All the way through. Fucking horrible. But, I'm sorry, not ice to the ear. Ice pick to the throat. Watch them. Uh, apparently they were bled out slowly. Fucking terrible. But, this first one... Uh, Multiple stab wounds. Uh, best we could figure, the killer, uh, she may have uh, surprised him or, you know, walked in on him or something and uh, seemed like it was uh, desperation, not planned like everything else. Toxicology reports on these four women show that they had uh, sedatives in their system. This uh, This one didn't, though. Then, with the the murder in January that year, it's just... And he just kind of trails off. Uh, At that time, uh, his wife comes in. uh, She's holding a tray. uh, Has a, a coffee pot on it and a few cups. All right, here you boys go. She sets that down. Uh... She also then goes to a cabinet and pulls out a little bottle of Jack Daniels and sets it on the tray. She goes, I know how much you police type. I know how you police types really like your coffee. And she gives him a wink, gives you all a wink. She goes, uh, she leans down and uh, gives her husband a kiss on the cheek. She goes, all right, I'm going over to the center with the girls. It's time for jazzercise. Uh, I'll be back and we'll have dinner when I get back. Goes, oh, okay, honey. Okay. Uh, she says, all right. You, you boys be good. Uh, and she, she leaves the house. Then so you hear a car start outside. Car start out. I was I was gonna say when she when she comes in with the tray if I've got like a folder open in front of me with crime scene photos and stuff mm-hmm. I flip it closed. Okay, yeah, she doesn't really react to it. She's been a cop's wife for you don't know how long, but yeah, it's not the first time she's seen a folder of crime scene photos on the kitchen table. I'm sure, but um, all right, so um.
and uh, the the other victims, um, they they were also found in the area. Yeah, yeah, they were all f- uh, different parts around town, uh, but they were all found uh, different locations. He he tells you where they were all found. They're all found at different locations around Harper Falls. Okay, so they're not like localized. Um, no, and none of them were found at the motel. Uh, I'm I'm gonna take a look through the uh, um, uh, forensics and and uh, toxicology reports. Uh, he he said that they they all had. Um, I'm I'm sorry, just to revisit what mm-hmm. he said. Um, they they all had um, sedatives in their system. Yeah, what's your forensics? For My forensics is at fifty. 50. Okay, so with that, you go through the reports. Uh, yes, the, all of them, except Emily, uh, all the other four seem to have puncture marks from a needle in their, their neck or shoulder area. Um, and then the the single wound to their throat um, seems that they would have been bled out slowly, but they would have been unconscious. And then they were all found uh, in different points around town, uh, but they weren't dumped their bodies were laid out in repose um so okay. uh, laid down with their their arms crossed over their chest and their eyes closed uh they were also all found wearing white dresses uh except emily who was uh dumped naked uh she was she was just dumped on the side of the road she didn't have the same treatment as the others so you're saying this one's related even though it has a different MO than the rest? Coroner thinks it was the same weapon. Um but uh and and the time frame for all the others I mean even though we found her first, it, it, it seems to seems to fit. So could this have been his first where he, he you know, was discovering what he likes and you know experimenting? Could be. Could be. Could be. We uh, never caught the son of a bitch, so can't say for certain. Um and just going going through again looking at um not no no signs of a of a struggle, um no no abrasions like they were tied up. Uh, any any like uh, skin or blood under their fingernails that showed that they put up a fight? Uh, Emily did, or Jane Doe one did, um, but they didn't really have DNA to run it off of back then. Um, you know, they they ran the blood types; they didn't get any matches for anything. Uh, the the other women, uh, as fa- as far as they could tell, were uh, taken by surprise with the drugs and like knocked unconscious and. Never had a chance to fight back. So it seems like the first was a, a, a victim of opportunity and the rest were planned out. Could be, yeah. And then this was all right after that Satan shit in the motel. It was, uh, oof. Um, I'm sorry, uh, Satan yeah, shit at the hotel. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I have the file for, let me, uh, he, oh, I did save it, uh, he, he pulls it out. This one, uh, this one we solved easily enough, um, January 1st, 
got a call to the Sundown Motel for Screams, uh, room 109. Got in there and found, uh, well, uh, David Rusebecker, covered in blood, standing over the dismembered corpse of a young man, uh, drawn in some kind of weird pentagram thing. Uh, he, he slides you the folder, uh, if you want to look at it. Sure. I do. Sure. All right. Both of you make sand checks for that one. Unless you're adapted to violence. I am not. How's my sand? Sand's pretty good. Not good enough. I failed it. <laughs> All right. Jums. Well, if you fail, just lose fail. one. Okay. Yeah, it's a big negatory. Yeah, all right. So that's one. Uh, so these are this is real gruesome. Uh, like you said, there's a dismembered body laid out in a circle of some kind. Uh, there's other photos of just the circle after they move the body. It's not a pentagram. Uh, it's definitely something that if it happened now would set off the organization's alarms. Um, but, uh, doesn't, whatever he was doing, I guess it seems like it didn't work, but, uh, it definitely seems like he was, whoever this guy was, was trying to do some kind of ritual. Is it like a weird kind of mandala type thing, or? Yeah, and there's there's some script drawn around the edges that you don't, in some language you don't recognize. It's definitely a cult. Uh, it's yeah, not I just, just... not just... I, yeah, I rolled uh, 21 out of 30 yeah. for a cult. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so it... It looks like some kind of, um, maybe a, a, it's, it's definitely some kind of occult ritual. Um, you don't know exactly what it is. Um, it's not satanic. Uh, you, you would guess that in the eighties with the satanic panic that was going around, they just decided that's what it was. Uh, but, uh, this, this is definitely some kind of magical occult ritual. Probably playing that there, Monsters and Mazes. Yeah. <laughs> Ogres and Oubliettes. <sighs> oh, that is uh, gruesome. Yeah, well, that, that was the start of the year. Then all those bodies showed up. Never found any more after 1980 ended, though. What uh, what uh, what what happened to Rosenbeck? I'm I'm guessing. Uh... Yeah, arrested, went to jail. Uh, as far as I know, I think he died there twenty some odd years ago. So uh, after that year, there, there were no there were no more killings. Nope. Well, I mean, 
No, I mean, in that like ritualistic like manner. No, never nothing like that. Never found any more victims of the serial killer either. Do you think he, you caught him, or you think he died? I mean, he could have gone to jail for something unrelated. Maybe. I don't know. I, something in my gut tells me we didn't catch him. Maybe he moved on to somewhere else. I don't know. Maybe he got into a drunk driving crash. Maybe the universe is looking out for us on that one. He's dead. I don't know. We can only hope. But uh, I did notice that the girl on TV looks an awful lot like that Jane Doe number one. That's what made me go over to Lanny in the first place. I uh, saw that picture and it rung a bell. I won't deny the likeness is uncanny. Whatever happened to the body of uh, Jane Doe number one here? Oof. Um, pretty sure they were all taken by the state and cremated. I mean, well, we, could, I guess we can never cremation. We never ID'd them. No one ever reported them missing. I mean, we checked all around the state and all around the country. No one ever reported them missing. It was like they never even existed. Do you, do, you, do you have any copies of these that we can probably have or use or take? <sighs> I'll tell you what, you boys, uh, you boys could take these. I don't think I'm going to solve this anytime soon. And if it'll help you, well, then they'll go to the right cause. Just promise me that you'll try to figure this one out. You got me right curious right up the way here, man. So uh, we're definitely going to look into this, and I'll definitely let you know. I, I can only imagine you've been holding on to this for this long. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, look him, I look him dead in the eye and say, you know, we'll, we'll do our best, sir. Thank you. He, he stares right back and nods. Says, all right, well, that's all any of us can really do. And then he uh, pours himself a cup of coffee with a shot of whiskey in it. You want one? Technically, we're on the job. So he pours two more with a shot of whiskey in it, hands them to, and slides them to you. <laughs> after uh, after seeing that uh, gory scene at the motel, uh, El- Elmer uh, takes the takes the jack and and coffee and drinks it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, we're staying in the room right next to that one. <laughs> well, have fun. Oh, it, uh, shot in the dark here. You ever heard any uh, rumors about that hotel being haunted? Apparently, that's a, a thing people were saying. I mean, yeah, I've I've heard the rumors. I I don't really put much weight in them, but you know grisly murder there with the satanic stuff. Of course, people are going to say it's haunted. Was uh, was that the the start of the slow decline of the Sundown Motel, or uh, were the, was it always a shithole? Nah, well, there was uh, 
the the couple that built it built it back in uh, 78 or 79 because they were supposed to be some uh, big amusement park that was going to be coming to the area and they figured they'll get in on the ground floor build a motel and then people will come and stay there when they go to the park but then the the whole thing with the park fell through and then they were just stuck with it They tried to sell it a few times, from what I remember, but no one's ever been interested. Well, it uh, it seems to be forty five minutes from anywhere. Basically, yeah. Would have been forty five minutes from a big amusement park, which would have been pretty good for their business, but that uh, didn't work out. All right, sir. Well, uh, if if we think of anything else, any other questions, uh, we'll we'll let you know. Thank you so much for uh, inviting us into your home, sharing your your files, and we'll we'll take it from here. My pleasure. And uh, if you if you do get the chance, just try to catch that bastard for me. Well, if we don't, we'll definitely let you know what happened to him. Oh, appreciate it. And he uh, he gets up and walks you out to the door. All right, you boys drive safe now. Thank you for your time and information. Yeah. What were you saying, Ryan? No, as as we uh, as we get into the car. Um, and, and, uh, pull out, I, I say to, uh, Fultz, well, assuming this is the, these are the only copies of the files, I think it would be pretty easy to make this thing disappear. Oh, yeah, pretty much, but, uh, I think we should run those other Jane Doe's in the missing persons database. We could probably see if anyone else from the area has disappeared recently and wound up in the past. Uh, yeah. Okay. Because if they all disappeared from the hotel, then we know the hotel is ground point zero. Uh, what's your bureaucracies? Let's see. Uh, mine is at 40. Again, with these personal questions, I mean, seriously, why do you want to know these things? Because I am God. Shouldn't God already know these things? God helps those who help themselves. And tells him what he wants to know. <laughs> that sounds awfully <laughs> menacing for God. But I guess we're playing Delta Green, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine's at 40. Okay. Uh, so I will say... Um, uh, if you guys want to try computer science, you could like try to run a facial recognition algorithm um, with bureaucracy both of forty. Um, it's you could you could like take pictures and send them to the FBI, and they'll run them and get them back to you in the morning. Or if you want to try a roll of bureaucracy, you could try to get them back faster. Well, my computer science is at zero. Yeah, I am. I am not a computer guy. Yeah. Um, 
I I will try I will try the bureaucracy roll though. We'll see how that goes. Okay. No, seventy-five. Okay. Uh, yeah. So they they they've got other stuff. They're other not going to be able to. Not... Oh. Oh. I got a nineteen. Okay. <laughs> so the the person that you call uh, to try to get the these things sped up uh, tells you, uh, Ryan, that mm-hmm. or, or tells Elmer, you know, look, we've got you know. It's first come, first serve. We got to get these other things done. We'll get to it when we can. You'll you'll get your results in the morning. The, then and Gabe Pulse calls like, up. Give me the phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Gabe takes the phone and lays on some Southern charm uh, and hangs up and tells you that you'll get them in like two or three hours. It's all about how you talk to people. How do you flirt with the crime lab like that? Well, I mean, you know, you need stuff done, and yeah, listen, from the South, we respect women. All right, so it's it's getting a little bit later now, so you guys are definitely hungry, so if you want, you can grab some food, um, and I, I would say by the time you're done eating, you get the results of the facial recognition, unless there's anything else you would like to do. Um, I mean, I, I guess if we're, uh, hmm. there's, there's no like cell reception at all at the, uh, at the motel. So I guess we're like, hmm, I, I do want to at some point go through the, the case files from Santiago and, and see if there's anything else I can dredge up. Um, but I don't want to exactly do that at the local greasy spoon. So yeah, I guess just, uh, you know, just the, just the special. Okay. Uh, so you, you go, you eat, uh, and as you guys get back into your car, uh, uh, Gabe's phone beeps uh, with the results. Uh, so uh, it seems your Jane Doe number one, as you know, is Emily Lacar. Uh, Jane Doe number two uh, seems to be Laura Delane, who went missing on October 15th, 2021. Uh, number three is... Uh, I, changed, I didn't mean... Uh, is Betty McDonald, who went missing on May 7th, 2020. Number four is Sylvie Washington, missing March 29th, 2019. And then you've got Katie Stone, who went missing December 24th, 2018. None of them are from Harper Fall, but they are all from towns directly around it. I think I'm going to need a map. Sure, you get a map. That's fine. Well, I'm going to put pins in the map from where they were taken and see if that makes a pattern. Okay. Um, what kind of pattern are you looking for? Well, um, well, first I'm going to 
stick them all in, see if they go in through any, like, you know, ley lines, or see if they, if you connect them, if it makes something, or seeing if the, the general radius, if it's, uh, there's a center point where it could all be the, the focus. Okay. Uh, so you, you map out where they were all taken, or where they were all last seen. Um, uh, like I said, there's no pattern you can see, uh, but they're all around Harper Falls. They're all towns immediately surrounding Harper Falls. And they were all found in Harper Falls in 1980. And uh, the, the, dates, the dates again that they went, uh, went missing? Uh... Uh, so Laura Delane uh, was October 15th, 2021. Uh, Betty McDonald... Uh, went missing May 7th, 2020. Sylvie Washington went missing March 29th, 2019. And Katie Stone went missing December 24th, 2018. So it goes back five years. So they all disappear around this place, but all wind up in this place 20 years ago. 40 years ago. 40 years ago. My bad. <laughs> all of them all are, of them young, are women, young women, so, so 1980, 1980 is, is long before they, long were, born. Before they were born. Okay, so they're okay, younger, so they're younger folks. folks. Yeah, they're all yeah, they're right. All in, right. So, James, in, can you James, mute yourself? James, can you mute yourself? Sorry, uh, they're all in the uh, twenty to twenty-four. And they're all blonde, you said? Yep. Okay. Here's a dark thought. What if somebody in the past was cleaning this up? What? That, what? that is a mighty dark thought. Some. What I I don't uh, I don't imagine that the program would look too kindly if uh, <laughs> if if someone from forty years in the future showed up. Um, hmm. I don't know if uh, I don't know if they were one of ours, but. Uh, That would have been that would have been smacked during the cowboy years. Out of character, I wouldn't I wouldn't know in character. Yeah.
so uh, you've got. I'll will just remind you've got one other person if you want to talk to the the day shift guy who quit from the motel. Um, Bobby. Bobby, and you could always try to do more research into the town and the motel and stuff. Um. Hmm. Well, I I definitely I, want to read the file on uh, David Rusenbecker. Um, and, and maybe hit the local, uh, library or, um, even, you know, go on the internet, uh, see if I can find anything about the case. Like, uh, did he, did he plead insanity? Uh, did he give any kind of account of what the fuck he was doing? Did he draw a swastika on his head and, and, you know, say that he was, uh, trying to bring about the end of days? Like what? (laughs) Okay. Um, so, are you going to go back to the motel room to do that, or are you? Where are you going? Uh, well, Probably a library. Yeah, considering there's no um, internet connection, I, I guess uh, you can go is, to the library. Is the local library still open? Uh, for a little bit. Okay, and is there? Do I have a research skill that would be in any way useful? Uh, this would be history. Um, I would... Um, yeah, it would probably be... If you're, if you're looking into the history of the place, it would be history. My history is not great. You can always ask for help from a librarian. My history is 10. So is mine. I mean, you could try rolling first, and then if that doesn't work, you can ask for help. Um. Yeah, we'll, well, I'll, I'll see how I do. Uh, well, I guess me and libraries don't get along. Oh, God. Uh, me and me and libraries get along not as badly, but similarly. Um, yeah. So uh, you you can ask a library. I mean, if you're you're just doing background research, so you could. It's not like you're looking up classified information. Yeah. Um, Excuse me, ma'am. Can you help us with this? I am not familiar with the Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> uh, sure, but if you're you're looking up. Uh, the newspapers archives that wouldn't be in the Dewey Decimal System. Uh, we have those converted to microfilm. Ah, you see, I only understood like some of those words, so you can see I don't spend a lot of time in the library. Right. What is it you're looking for, Elma? What exactly are we looking for? Um, we're looking, we're looking for details, uh, on an old, um, murder case, uh, local in the area around 1980. <sighs> okay. Uh, so she goes, uh, and leads you to their small research room, uh, and pulls out, uh, a few, uh, rolls of microfilm. Uh, so these are, these are the local paper from, uh, 1980. Uh, you just... She shows you how to load them up in the machine and scroll through them. Uh, since you don't know exactly when, uh, when 
just uh, no, that that's the best I can do. Uh, so she uh, loads up the microfilm. Uh, to you start going through it. Uh, it's a it's a weekly paper. It's the Harper's Fall Harper Falls Herald. Uh, you you go through and the the first issue after the new year the the murder is, is front page news uh headline uh, satanic cultist murders man at sundown motel like huge banner headline front page is a, a picture a a grainy black and white photo of of police cars out front uh the the story is about how uh psychotic local man david rusenbecker um I was looking at, uh, yeah, David Ruzbecker, uh, murdered, uh, a, a man in the, in the motel room. Uh, police found him covered in blood with, uh, satanic symbols all over the room. It's, it's embellished a bit. Um, you, you um, go through, it doesn't mention, it doesn't mention anything about motive in the story. Um, you, you go through the papers um, you find up, I mean, that's, that's big news for about a month before it finally gets yeah. off the front page. Um, mm -hmm. and by around March in mid March, you find a story about a fire in the motel in the room where the murder happened. Uh, someone, someone started a fire. Police suspect it was arson. Um, it 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 torched the room. It, it would have it would have probably destroyed the motel if not for uh, the the quick work of the Harper Falls Fire Department, who managed to get it under control. And it just it damaged that one room, but the rest of the motel and you know the room above it. But the rest of the motel is okay. Um, there's a few updates throughout the year after that of uh, the, the 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 trial. It seems that. Uh, this guy, uh, Ruzbecker, uh, just pleaded guilty. He did like he didn't even defend himself. He just uh, just said, "Yeah, I did it. Sentence me." Um, uh, the by the end of the year, he was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, it said that he uh, was leaving behind, not leaving behind, but. Uh, there, there is a, a photo of him in court, uh, in handcuffs in a jumpsuit, uh, and the cut line mentions how his, his wife and young son are behind it, like behind him in the picture, crying as the judge reads his sentence. Um, did the, did the articles have any background about who he was? Uh, and did they mention who the murder victim was? Like, uh, yes, it, uh, David Ruzbecker was a, Local architect. Um, it this this seems to have this seems to have been quite a turn for him. Uh, no, everyone was shocked. Uh, the the man who was killed uh, seems to be a, a uh, an intern at his at his uh, architecture firm. Um, yeah, it, as as far as the police were able to tell, uh, Ruse Becker snapped. Uh, they blamed it on drugs. Uh, and you know, this is what, you know, this is why drugs are bad. They'll make you murder your friends in a satanic ritual kind of thing. Uh, uh you could read between the lines. They don't know what happened. 
something happened to him. And then he but just he, wasn't he he didn't like defend himself or give a reason for it or anything. Nope. He just he just admitted to it and accepted took the sentence. Any word if he died? Not in this article. This like I said, this was nineteen eighty. Uh according to the detective, he died around two thousand. Um but you now that you know where the microfilms are, you can you go through and you find uh it, it takes a little while longer to find ones, but you find an article from two thousand one, um you know, uh famed Harper Falls murderer dies in prison or infamous, you know. Yes, there there's an article about him dying in prison. It seems he, he developed cancer and died in prison. Um, and did the articles mention anything about his, his work? He was a local architect. Uh, did he design any prominent buildings or? Uh, no, nothing, nothing that it mentions. Okay. Well, yeah. Faults, I think uh, I think we might be on the other end of a, a loop that somebody else is trying to close. Definitely what it feels like. Let's uh, let's do what we can to not get caught in it and to close it from this end discreetly. Yeah, I don't want to wind up dead in the 1980s. I hear it was a great time, but I don't want to live it. Why, well, I, I guess you wouldn't be living so much as, you know, drugged and stabbed in the throat with an ice pick. Yeah, yeah, but definitely if it's the first, if the the first one, she was just like brutally murdered, and then after that it was more organized. So I, I'm starting to, starting to think that you might be right. I think somebody's trying to clean up time travelers in the past. Well, the the missing people... Uh, she was the most recent person to go missing. Mm-hmm. But she was she was found first. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um, they they seem to be they seem to be getting later in 1980, uh, but disappearing earlier in in the timeline from this side. So, uh, Katie Stone was, uh, the first to go missing, but the last one to be found. Mm-hmm. And the fire in the room was in March, you said? Yes. Okay. So, it might not necessarily be tied to the motel, because people continued to show up later throughout the year. Bodies were staged in repose, white dresses. I mean, usually posing means remorse. But dressed in white dresses, are are they trying to do like a lady in white type deal? I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a profiler. (sighs)
Uh, since we're in the library, uh, can I look up maybe the symbol that he drew uh, from, like, a, I mean, my cult's only at 30, but, you know, maybe uh, research? Make uh, uh, it, no, it's going to be an occult role. That's that's how it uh, So when you're doing research, it's based on the skill that you're using. There is no research skill. So make it a cult role. Fact. Six points off. Yeah, it's the little small town library. You're, you would have been amazed if you actually found something useful. So, unfortunately, not. I wasted my good role on just looking at the picture. Yep. All right. Anything else you want to try to do in the library? Um. Any any, any more recent any... coverage of um the the missing girls from the past few years? Uh, not in this paper. This is just Harper Fall right. stuff. Right. No, but I, I mean, well. Also, we're looking at uh, microfiche, so I, I assume that anything uh, there would be ancient history. Um, yeah. But I guess... Uh, well, I mean, you're in the library. You can just Google it. Um, yeah. You... Uh, you find other local news stories from around and other air er- from the, the areas where they went missing. Uh, very similar to Emily's. Uh, you know, they just they just vanished. No one has seen them since. And, yeah. And James already did the uh, you know drop pins in the Google map. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing came up there. It doesn't. It doesn't make any kind of recognizable symbol. But like I said, it's all centered around Harper Falls. Okay, so, so the, you, we can't. Yeah, we can't localize it any more than that. Um, are you also looking at where the their bodies were found later on? Yeah, that's. Uh, I was she, trying to. Uh, I was doing girl. like red pins oh, for where the they 80s. were taken. Okay, so when you're, when you're looking at where they were found in the 80s, they're all found uh, in the Harper Falls area, but I would say they're all found within 10 miles of the motel. Like, at a diameter around it, or just within 10 miles in one direction? In, in a diameter around it, following, following roads most of the way. Um, but yeah, you could... They're all within 10 miles of the motel. Hmm. So that could be the locus of it. Well, I guess uh, let's let's go back to the motel and, and stay there and see see what we see. Yeah, stay in the haunted motel. I mean... If somebody was doing a cleanup job, why leave them out? Why not just dispose of the bodies? Obviously, they wouldn't have been able to figure out who they were. Uh, so, I mean, and nobody knew they were missing, so nobody would have known to look for bodies. But he dressed them up and left them to be found. Hmm. Not everybody in this line of work is sane. 
I don't know. I don't know if that's a, a reasonable theory. Um, like you said, there there are uh, there are kind of uh, signs that that point against it. Um, All right, so you're heading back to the motel. Yeah, uh, could could be that these sick fucks get some kind of uh, some kind of energy that they derive from uh, killing people from the future. I don't know. I don't know how time travel works. <laughs> okay, uh, so you you get back to ooh, excuse me, you get back to the motel. Uh, it's it's dark out now. Um, the that Honda that was in the parking lot is gone. Um, the the neon sign is still lit up outside, but the the vacancy has been shut off. Uh, but you can still see the sundown motel. It's got like an orange half circle above it that's trying to make it look like a sunset. Um, the lights are on above the other rooms, but the, there's no one else there. Uh, so you guys park in front of your room, uh, go in. Uh, you, you get ready for bed and you go to sleep. Um, unless there, unless you're going to tell me otherwise. I I sleep with my gun under my pillow and, uh, I, I sleep with my, I kind of adjust the bed so that it's looking at the doorway. So if I look up, I look in directly at the door in case something tries to come in. Okay. That's fine. Are, uh, are 110 and 109 adjoining rooms? No. I mean, there's a wall, but there's no door in between them. Okay. Uh, okay. So you guys go to sleep, uh, and then you are woken up by sounds in the middle of the night. Um, it seems like there's music coming through the wall. You can't tell quite what it is, but there's definitely like you you know like when you hear music in another room, it's all muffled and you can't understand it. Um, yeah. So you could tell there's music. It's coming from 109. Can I do the glass trick where I put a piece of, uh, like a glass cup up against the wall and put my ear next to it to try to hear it better? You do. It's It doesn't get any better, which is weird. It sounds just as muffled. Hmm. Uh, can can we identify the song that's coming through the wall, or? Um, let me see. Do <laughs> do you have any art music? Um. Uh, you know, both of you make uh, in- intelligence times five checks. Uh, I mean, the, that role I was doing, I forgot to unmute myself. I was saying, uh, what if I used terminology to try to pick the lock for next door? Oh, uh, you can do that. Uh, I rolled a 33 uh, for that. Okay. Uh, we'll get to you in one sec. Uh, so I, I didn't, I did not make my, um, in times five. All right. You can't, it sounds rock and roll-ish. 80s rock that's that's best you can tell 
Elmer. Uh, Gabe, you, you go outside, uh, you walk to 109. Uh, it's, you can still hear the music, it's just as muffled. Um, and you go and you, you, so you got a 33 with your, is, is that a crit success or is that a failure? Uh, it's a success. 33 out of 50. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you pull out your lock picking kit, uh, and you go to Jimmy the lock open and you realize how, these locks are not very good, and you easily unlock the door. I, I got a ninety-eight on that end thing, so I couldn't tell what type of music it was either. Yeah, no, the same thing. Some kind of rock. I slowly open my door, open the door with that, with, with my gun drawn. Okay. Uh, as soon as you. Uh, crack open the door, the sound stops. Uh, and you, you slowly open the door. Uh, and there's an empty room. Make a sand check. Um, I'm, I'm still like in, in our room at this point. Do I still hear it or does it stop when he goes out over there? No, it stops. You, you so you All see. Right. Uh, Elmer, you see, you see Gabe walk out, and then a second, you know, a few seconds later, the music just stops. You didn't see him open the door or anything, though. You don't have to make the sand check, Elmer. Make... Okay. I rolled an eight. Okay. I'm pretty sure that that passes. Yeah, so you don't lose any sand, but yeah, there's an empty room. Uh, it's no, a single. Uh, it's a single. It, no, no strange smells or anything. Nothing. No. Now that you you mention it, there's there is a strange smell. It smells like uh resid it it you could still almost smell the fire in here, like that that lingering burnt smell. And and there's something else mixed in with it, like like an irony smell. Blood? Like, faint. It's faint. But it's definitely there. I, I walk back mm. next door. Mm. El- Elmer? I... I... There's a... That, that, that's weird. That, it's weird over there. I'm not gonna lie. I don't know if it's because people said it and it's in my psyche or if there actually is something weird going on. I, I don't know if it's one or the other, but uh, th- there's definitely something weird in that room. <sighs> well, I certainly am going to regret this. And I stand <laughs> up and uh, put on my shoes. Um, I we, we, know, we know for a fact from the uh, police chief that uh, there's no kind of surveillance around this place, and uh, Diaz doesn't give a shit. So, overnight, why don't we check it out? What do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? What do you mean? Uh, go into the room next door and, and see what we can find. Uh, oh, what are yeah, the odds okay. that I have, like, a black light? <laughs> um, d- roll, uh, make a luck check. Call it odds or evens, and then or high and low. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to say low because I've been rolling high. I got a 66, so no. Nope. No, no blacklight. Oh, well. You have a regular flashlight, but no, no blacklight. But yeah, so you, you go into uh, 109 and you, Elmer, you smell that same, you know, just like the hint of an old fire and, and blood in the air. Um, every, everything in here, though, uh, is dusty. It looks like this room has not been used or cleaned in a while. Uh, but it's very similar to yours. This one's got a single bed, uh, same TV on the, on the dresser. It's smaller than yours, but very similar. Same carpet and, and walls, you know, bathroom in the back. It's all, you know, similar. All right. Um, I guess I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna search around and see if there's anything else weird. Uh, that I that I notice. Um, okay. I'm assuming they had the room like refurbished after the fire. So, um. yeah, that's the weird thing. The fire was 42 years ago. You shouldn't still be smelling it. Yeah, I guess that really depends on how well they cleaned it and refurbished it. I mean, Some even smells- after 42 years, it would have aired itself out. I was gonna say uh, some smells you just can't get out, but uh, <laughs> this is this is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your forensics? Uh, let's see. I think it's fifty. Yeah. 50. Or do you want to search? With mine is also fifty. Um. Let Let's see what forensics will give me. Okay. Uh, so both of you with forensics. Um, you, you look around in the, the main room first, uh, basically just what I told you, this room has not been used in years, as far as you can tell. Um, everything's dusty. Uh, the, the bed is made, but even like the duvet has a layer of dust on it. Uh, the closet is empty. There's, there's nothing in here. You go to the bathroom, um, and it's a, a mirror copy of your bathroom, um, and you're, you're looking around and the only thing you do find, um, you, you both spots, um, a, hmm, yeah, you both spot a few drops of dried blood, uh, kind of underneath the, or like at the very edge of the bathtub, like on, on the floor, uh, like in the corner, like if you weren't searching, you wouldn't have seen it. Hmm. So they didn't do a terribly good job of cleaning the place up. Uh, but you can make forensics checks too. Roll, roll forensics. All right, let's see how I, see I got how an eight. Goes. I fail. Okay. Well, with an eight. Uh, Gabe, you realize that is not 40-year-old blood. That's more recent. 
I mean, this room doesn't look like it's ever been used in a long time, and that's very recent. And I'm not going to lie to you, Elmer. These doors, like, it took literally nothing to open it. it there's not, I, I'm pretty sure anybody using the old credit card trick can pop any of these locks. Well, it doesn't seem like Diaz gives much of a toss what happens to this place. I'm sure uh, this this room has got to be a local spook story. Maybe maybe kids come in here and, and dare each other to spend the night. Who the fuck knows? I'm wondering why he keeps a sinking ship like this. Well, I heard he did, they did say he tried to sell it a few times, right? Yeah. Um in the in the early 80s they said that uh, his parents tried to sell it. Um I'm I'm pretty sure he told you too that he he tried to sell it. He he has but, tried uh, to sell it. Yeah, he just no no one wants to buy. I mean, it's not even a good place for a gas station. There's one right down the road. But yeah, uh, the room is the room is dead quiet now. Just you guys. Should should we try sleeping in here for a bit, or should we just go back to our room? I feel like that would be a real bad idea. Yeah, I know. I've, I it felt like a bad idea, but I I kind of wanted to judge where you were on it. I really don't want to. I was just trying to see what you wanted to do. I mean, you were the one who broke in here. I I was. Uh... I was about to walk over to the wall and uh, pound on it and uh, tell them to shut up, but... Yeah, no one yeah, I'll I, 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 tell. I'm sure yelling at, at possible ghosts to shut up might, might work out. Next time, I'll let you do that. But uh, I guess uh, we can head back over to our room then. It doesn't seem like there's any spooks or specters in this area. Okay. Uh, so you, you head back over to your room. You closing and locking the door to 109 behind you? Um, yeah, I think we should. Okay. All right. You, you close and lock it. Uh, you go back to your room. And just as you guys are settling in... You start hearing music through the wall again. Make sense. You're up, Elmer. How does it fail? How does it fail? Uh, yeah, I got a fail message as well. Yep, Dice Golem said, this interaction has failed. That's weird. Oh, got, I guess got Dice Golem... Twice. Yeah, me too. Alright, I guess Dice Golem has given up. Um, Alright, let me see. I'll, I'll bring up my uh, trusty Google Dice. see we want two d10s all right uh 
Nope, I got a 79. So Google <laughs> hates me just as much as Dice Golem does. All right, that's one sand. All right. So in that case, uh, Elmer stands up. And oh wait, what about you, James? What'd you gate? get? Well, it looks like I rolled a sixty-one. I'm just trying to pull up my character profile to see what my sand is. I, I do what I currently am at, or what uh, the max? Cur- currently at. All right, so I rolled a 61 out of 64. So you're okay? Yep, but yeah, nice music starts up again. So. Yep. All right, so what are you doing, Elmer? Uh, your Elmer turn, Elmer. Up. Elmer stands up. He he looks over at, at Gabe, uh, walks over to the wall, Mm-hmm. And uh, just gives like a couple of a couple of you know strong pounds on the wall. Hey, shut up in there! People are trying to sleep. <laughs> All right, you boom, boom, boom on the wall and yell at it. Um, no change. Well, it was worth hey, you Well, uh. I can't even tell what kind of music that is. Sounds 80s-ish. Yeah. I don't know about you, Elmer, but I I don't think I could sleep through this. I feel like maybe we should talk to Bobby tomorrow. What are, the, the, what are the odds that I have some earplugs? Uh, make another luck check. Call it high or low. Okay, I'm going to call it high because I've been rolling like shit. 96. Yeah. you. I'll let you choose. Do you have one or two pairs? Um, I, I'd, I'd say that Elmer has an extra set. Okay, there you go. You've got earplugs. All right. All right. So much I, obliged, uh, so I, Elmer. Uh, I smile and I I pass them over to Gabe. Okay. So what are you doing for the rest of the night? Oh, you got your earplugs. Okay. Yeah. So you. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say you have a a rather fitful night's sleep. Uh, but when you wake up in the morning, the music has stopped. I guess we sleep through the alarms, huh? We don't hear those either. No, you hear the alarms. Hey, uh, well... How do you think the coffee is in this place? We should probably go find a diner. Oh, you think they have coffee here? No. I was going to say, if they have coffee, it's from a machine, and I'm not drinking that.
I don't know if uh, I don't know if 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 Mr. Diaz is the type who has like a a, a Keurig in the lobby. <laughs> no. No. He doesn't even have a credit card app on his phone. I highly doubt he would have a Keurig in his in the lobby. <sighs> I'm actually kind of scared to try to use the shower. Well, you'll finally get to find out about the water pressure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the the water pressure it it like it it spits and gurgles sometimes, but it it works. Is the water at least clear? Most of the time. Joy. What's the what's the mineral content like? Oh, you don't know. No, I mean, is it is it hard water like? Oh yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. Awful. I feel like I'm getting hit with rocks in here. <laughs> um, while he's in the shower, I guess I'm going to start to look through some of the files uh, that Santiago gave us. Uh, just just for any other relevant details uh, that he may have missed, you know, mm-hmm. um, when, when he went over the cases with us. Um... Nothing really jumps out at you. Uh, everything he said... I mean, there, there's some more details, but nothing extremely pertinent. They were all, you know, found, like you said, except for Emily. Um, the the dates and everything are the same in the files. Um, none of them seem to have any signs of struggle, because they were all drugged. Uh, yeah, but what he told you. The water temperature's inconsistent! Oh, it's very inconsistent. <laughs> the good news is that there's no one else in the motel trying to use it. I feel that's a blessing. Uh, All right. So, you, you... so what are we? So what are we missing here? We should probably go and talk to the uh, that employee that quit because um, I feel like he dodged a bullet. No, he was a he. He he probably wouldn't have been a target. It seems to be young women that keep disappearing. All right, so you're going to go talk to Bobby Sanders. Sure. Um, so the, you could also try looking into Emily some more too, if you wanted. Uh, she, she didn't live with her parents anymore, but she had an apartment in town with a roommate. Uh, so if you wanted to try to talk to them. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, let's, let's start with Bobby because I'm, I'm really curious to talk to him and then we'll, then we'll swing by and talk to Emily's roommate. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, you go to, you go to Bobby's house. Uh, he is home when you, when you go, you knock on the door. Uh, he is in his, it looks to be, uh, late twenties. Um, a little unkempt now. He's got a beard cause he's not currently working. Uh, uh, yeah. Can I help you? 
my name is uh, Agent uh, Elmer Newborn. Um, this is my partner, uh, Agent Fultz. We're with the FBI. Um, we uh, understand that you used to work for the Sundown Motel. Oh, uh, yeah, I I did. I was I was a day clerk there. Um, we're we're looking into the disappearance of a coworker of yours, uh, Emily Lacar. <sighs> yeah, it's it's a fucking shame. She seemed like a nice woman. I mean, I I didn't know her too much. I only talked to her like ten minutes a day. You know, she would come in. I would fill her in on what guests were there and, you know, anything to look out for, any problems or anything, and then I would go. But uh, she was always nice whenever I talked to her. Um, you guys didn't have much overlap uh, in the course of your daily routine, as it were. No, no, she, I, I'd leave when she'd get there. Like I said, I'd just, you know, give her the rundown and then I'd go on my way. Was uh, was she a good second shift buddy? She she left things in a tidy state every day. Uh, nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, it was uh, it, it, Philippe that would come in first thing in the morning, but uh, he never complained about her. I mean, I was never any messes or anything. Everything was usually pretty good by the time I got there. I mean, as good as things can be in that place. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Diaz had said that uh, you uh, left uh, for. You left because you were uh, you were convinced that the place was haunted. <sighs> Shit, man! It definitely is. There would uh, be uh, so sounds coming from one of the rooms, lights flickering, doors slamming. Uh, I would sometimes just smell cigarette smoke in the office, even though there was no one else there. Like, I'd run outside. There was no one smoking. There was no one anywhere. But I definitely would smell cigarette smoke. Real strong. Like someone was standing right next to me smoking a cigarette. Now, is it all one room you would hear stuff from, or is it multiple rooms? 109. I mean, the doors and the lights, those are all the rooms. But the, the music, that was always 109. No one ever stayed there in that room. Mr. Diaz, you know, would, would tell us not to book anyone there. So no one stayed in that room at all, ever, recently, or in, you know, since you've worked there. I mean, I I worked there for like five years. I never checked anyone into that room. Any uh, 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 any uh, instances of somebody possibly breaking into that room? I mean, I'm sure that's got to be like a, a local legend in this area. I mean, yeah, maybe. Uh, I I think like that would be an overnight thing if it was. I never saw it. I mean, there's. There's a creepy guy who would come and watch the place sometimes. I had to chase him off a few times. Can you give us a description? <sighs> yeah, he was uh, tall and skinny, uh, dark hair, drove a uh, like a an older sedan that was red. 
Like he would just he would just pull into the parking lot sometimes and and sit there and just stare at the place. You know, sometimes I'd see him uh get out and, and walk around and then you know I'd come out and say, Hey, what are you doing? He'd be like, Oh, I'm just, you know, admiring the the, the architecture. I don't know. He was, a, he was a the, fucking weirdo. You ever catch the tags on that sedan? <sighs> no, it, it was it was New York. I know that. I, I don't remember the the plate. But yeah, he just he just come by and stare at the place. Sometimes he just pull off on the road, sit there and stare. I don't know. He always he always creeped me out. You ever see him anywhere yeah, else around here? Um, I don't know. Uh, roll. Uh, I'm gonna have to roll for that. Let's see. Um. Uh, yeah, just make a luck check. All right, so I'm going under the assumption that Dice Golem hates me, so I'm going to say low this time. Seven. All right. Uh, you you see, he like he he racks his brain. He's you know creases for his thinking. You know, I I feel like I've driven by it before. Uh, maybe in in front of a house on. On the north side of town, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but m- maybe. All right. I, uh, yeah. I what was the? Look over it. I was going to say, uh, look I over it, folks. Over you have any questions? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, how frequently would he show up? Like, would it be like a once a week thing, once a month, every every couple of days? Uh, it wasn't. There was no schedule to it. Not not. Once a week, maybe once every few months, but it, it went on the the entire time I was working there. Just keep showing up every every few months. Just sit outside. And st- I mean, the first time I you know I didn't know what was going on. He he just sat out there for hours. So you'd say you'd chased him off or seen him at least four or five times or more than that. Oh, more than that. A dozen, at least. Was uh, was he an older gentleman? Uh, uh, which? How old are you, Ryan? You're like in your forties. Um, Elmer is thirty five. Gabe is in his forties, right? Yeah, Gabe is forty four. Uh, he looks. Uh, he looks. He looks at Gabe and points at you and says, "Probably about your age." A little older, maybe. A little older, maybe. That's All right, so um, um, you ever notice anything else weird about the property, uh, the surrounding grounds, or uh, no? I mean, it's just—I don't know. I felt like that place was cursed. Just you know, no one ever. Well, I mean, people came there, but the place never took off. It's just a uh, just waiting to die, you know. But the surrounding grounds, no. I mean, the, the pool's been closed forever. 
No one ever uses the playground. Uh, it's just it's just a shithole. How about uh, your former boss, Mister Diaz? Is he on the uh, he on the up and up? Uh, you you think he he might be using the place as like a, a tax shelter? He said he was an accountant. I I mean I I wouldn't know anything about that. I mean I know he doesn't he doesn't like the place, but I mean he takes care of it as much as he can. It's not you know he's not terrible, but he definitely wants to get rid of it. But no one wants to buy that shithole. I mean, if he's real lucky, we'd get a storm up here and the whole thing would fall down. Then he could just get the insurance and get out. Yeah, that thing looks like it's about to be taken out by one or two more storms. Yeah, maybe if he's lucky. Doesn't seem like he is. Um... As far as uh, Miss Lacar goes, you you said you didn't really have much overlap with her. Anything you remember? Anything stand out about uh, the times when you did see her? Um, um, I mean, there was one time I I told her about the guy, uh, and she she seemed like she knew him. Not not like knew him, knew him, but. Had, had maybe seen him around too. When uh, we talked, apparently he had shown up at night when she was there too, and would kind of do the same thing. So I, I would warn her every once in a while, be like, oh, you know, our, our friend was poking around today. Uh, so I guess he would come by when she was there too. Any idea if he showed up around the time she disappeared? I don't know, clue. I, I wasn't working there then. Alright, I, I can't think of anything else to ask him, so uh, I will I will uh, nod and say, Alright, well uh if you if you happen to think of anything else, I'll I'll jot down my cell phone number for him. Yeah? Oh he yeah, he takes it up. Alright, cool, yeah, sure. I, I hope you find her. I hope you find I uh, I say I, I give him a nod and I say we do too. Okay. Uh, so what do, what you up to now? Guess the roommate. Yeah, go to talk to Emily's roommate. Okay. Uh, so you go to Emily's apartment. Uh, it's a it's a little apartment building. It's got like a dozen units in it. Um, it seems that Emily was uh, sharing it with another young woman named Sasha. Uh, and you you buzz the apartment and she lets you in. Uh, they're on the third floor, so you head upstairs. Uh, she lets you into the apartment. Uh, so you're you're looking for Emily. Um, that's that's right. We're uh, we're looking into her disappearance. Um, 
any information you might be able to give us uh, would be incredibly helpful. Um, was she was she uh, agitated in any way? Uh, you know, before she went to work that night, uh, did did she? Uh, we we realize we understand that her her vehicle was left there, but do you think she was she had made plans to have somebody pick her up? Did she did she take anything from the apartment? Make you think she wasn't coming back? No, no, all all her stuff was still here. Uh, I mean, she wasn't she wasn't upset about anything. She was just leaving for work like normal. But uh, I don't know that I don't know how she could work at that place. She'd always come back with stories about how weird and haunted it was. You know, like. There's uh, you know music coming from one of the rooms and, and doors slamming, lights flickering, and she said that there's this like really creepy guy who would just watch her sometimes. She ever give you any details about him? <sighs> yeah, he uh, he came into the office one time and said his name was David because uh, she she yelled at him. He was like standing outside and she went out and said, you know what what the fuck are you doing. Uh, and so he, he told her his name was David and said uh, he liked to look at the place because his dad built it and it, it made him feel close to him. Oh, God. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. she told me that he would just show up sometimes and, like, stare at the building and... There was, like, one time she said that his car was in the parking lot, but he wasn't there. There was, like, no one checked into any of the rooms. His car was just there. Hmm. Well, that's certainly weird. Um... Did she do you do you know if uh she ever reported this to anyone except her boss? I don't know. I mean, she didn't call the cops. He wasn't he wasn't like really doing anything. Well, that's fair. He didn't show up often, but whenever he did, she got real creeped out. And uh, your your roommate uh, it must have been tough uh, living with someone who worked nights. Do you also work nights, or no? I I work during the day. Uh, we our paths would cross for a little while. My uh, my experience with people who work the night shift is they get pretty strange. Uh, she ever do anything weird, or you know, show any weird habits? Um, not that I can remember. Like, I mean, she would, you know, drink coffee at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. But, you know, she was working all night. It was weird to come home and go to bed and, like, see her eating breakfast. I look over at Fultz. You got anything? 
Other than we got to find out who this creepy guy is. Seems to be the strongest lead we had we've had so far. Uh, both of you can make an int times five check. Nope, just missed it. Jimmy Tropicana is typing. I got it. I was going to say, right. unless James is real dumb for an FBI agent, uh, he probably <laughs> made that. Uh, so, Schultz, you, you suddenly remember... Um, fault, sorry. Uh, when you were looking through the newspapers yesterday, when you were going through the trial, uh, you remember that... Uh, uh, the the killer David. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I I misspoke. the The guy who was uh, approaching them, uh, the who approached her, he said his name was Rob. Rob. Um, okay. My my mistake. Um, you remember that David Rusebecker, one of the articles said his son was Robert. I was looking at the wrong part of my notes. Well, shit, I made that connection. Um, yeah, he said his dad built it. I was like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Right. Um, do you do you have anything else for her, um, Fultz? Do, you, do we want to uh, get a look at her, you know? Is, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll ask, is, is her room the way she left it, or? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the police came and, and took a few stuff, but most of her things are still here. Yeah, I guess we could do a sweep and just kind of see if they missed anything important. Alright, yeah, you, you look through her room, um, don't, don't find anything of notes. She's not a, she's not a weird local history nut or anything like that? Uh, no. No, not that you could see. No, no uh, strange motivation of why she'd want to be the night clerk at a haunted motel. Um, no, I forgot to come up with a reason for that. All right. So she just is. Fair enough. I was wondering um, why. Why was she fingerprinted? Oh no, she she wasn't fingerprinted. They they managed to like take fingerprints from like her comb oh, okay. in case they they needed to find it. And the the Jane gotcha. Doe, the Jane Doe was fingerprinted. Um, right, obviously. And they yeah, and then they the, the police the prints yeah. from her. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. All right. Well, um, in that case, I think we have to speak to uh, Rob Rusbecker. Okay. Uh, you you look him up, and uh, his address is on the north side of town. You you drive over there, and there is a 
red Toyota Camry, uh, late 2000s in the driveway. Well, let's go talk to this creepy dude. I can't see this going uh, very pleasantly for us. Before we before we go to speak to him, uh, even before we go over to the house, can I do a quick Google search of this guy and see like, um, does he have a Facebook page? You know, does he, does he have a local business? Uh, you know, is there any information about mm-hmm. him? Uh, yeah, you look uh, nothing. No social media. He doesn't have a local business. You don't know where he works. Um, the, the only, the only thing you find is like a real deep, uh, archive scan of something from, you know, his father's case. Man, it's a ghost. You would think even something like that, somebody being traumatized like that, you know, losing their parents from, like, a brutal murder, like, depending on that upbringing, maybe even some therapy he might have been in, especially at that young age. Well, you want to find out about his therapy on Google. I was about to say, we should probably see if we can get, like, a background check on him from the from the head office. Um... Yeah, I guess with uh, with our bureaucracy, I'll I'll start that process if I can. Yeah, sure. I mean, you could just if you if you don't roll, it's going to take a while, or you can roll to try to get it expedited. Um, might as well roll and try to get it expedited. Yep, I did it. Twenty six out of okay. forty. Yeah, they're uh, they'll they'll run it and they'll get it back to you asap. Okay. So do you are you going to wait for that or are you going to go talk to him? Uh yeah, no, let's wait for that. I I want to know what we're walking into. Okay. Uh it takes a few hours, but you you get an email with uh whatever what they found. Uh Robert Rusbecker, uh as is the son of David uh and Penelope Rusbecker. Um his father was arrested, charged with murder, died in prison, that you all knew. Um he did go to therapy for it, as far as you can tell. Actually, uh, 80s? No, he didn't. Because uh, it was the 80s, and they didn't really do that much. Um, uh, his his mom decided to stay in town for some reason. Uh, they didn't move. Um, yeah, she that, that's worked... what I was wondering about. <laughs> I've yeah. been like uh kids were were moving the hell away from here. Actually, no, they did move. They did move. Um they moved uh to to California. Um Okay. He and grew up there, reason... attended college there. Uh it seems that he moved back to Harper Falls uh around uh 2017. Um the house he's living in now is actually his childhood home. He, he uh, his father there. died in 2020, there. right? Or his father died in 2001. Uh, okay, never mind then. In prison. <clears throat> and do we have it? You said he went to college in California. Uh, where did he go? What did he study? Uh, he went to community college, got a liberal arts degree. Um, nothing of note. Seems he's been working menial jobs, just enough to put food on the table. Um. He currently, uh, it says he he's working in like a call center in town. Okay. 
and and obviously uh, any kind of criminal history. Uh, has he has he been arrested before? Nope. No parking or driving violations really that uh, come up. Like you know, frequently. I mean one or two, I mean, one, or one, or two one or two parking tickets. Two par- nothing, nothing that out of the ordinary in that regard. But yeah, he decided to move back into his childhood home for some reason. Uh, yeah, I think this is probably going to be it. <laughs> um. All right. uh, you, All right. What time so, did what, when did he move back into his childhood home? Twenty seventeen. And when was the first disappearance from one of those girls? 2018. 2018. Late 2018. I reckon this is going to be a hot lead. Um, all right. So, yeah, I guess we'll uh, we'll pull up to the house. Uh, so he, he makes enough... He makes enough working in a call center that he was able to uh, afford to buy the house, or is he, like, renting? No, he bought it. I mean, it's upstate New York. The property is much more reasonable. Yeah. It seems uh, his mother died a few uh, a year or two before he moved here, uh, so he might have had some kind of inheritance as well. Yeah. If uh, if his father was an architect, then uh, they, he probably did pretty well for them before, you know, the ritual murder. Yeah. And that does, you know, that's not ruling out the possibility that, um, you know, his mom wasn't also a professional of some kind. All right. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk to this guy. I am dreading what we're gonna find here. Okay. Uh, so you are you just gonna go knock on the door? I'll I'll look over at Schultz on this one. Uh, you think we should? You think we should try to get the lay of the land first? Maybe wait till he's till he's out. Yeah, I think we should probably like uh, explore. <clears throat> Sorry, explore the area a bit. All right. Um, you, you you confident enough to do that B and E thing? Uh, on on uh, someone's someone's residence. I ain't too worried. Okay. Uh, you so guys. Yeah, I guess you in guys, that case, we'll oh. go ahead. I was going to say, you watch and wait until he he leaves? Uh, yeah, I guess so. All right. Uh, so you, you stake out his house for a few hours. Uh, and eventually you see uh, a man walk out. Uh, kind of fits the description that Bobby gave you. Dark hair, tall, skinny. Uh, he's got a thin pencil mustache now, glasses. Uh, he's bundled up for the January cold. 
but uh, he heads out, gets it to his car, and, and drives away. Give it a bit of time, and then uh, I guess uh, kind of check the house around, check the property a bit. All right, you you scope out the property. Uh, there's a, there's a fence dividing the front yard from the backyard. So you'd have to open the fence. Do you want to, or are you just going to check out the front? Uh, well, I guess first of all, let's see. Uh, do you know doing a, a quick walk by like. Uh, do I, do I see any like, um, uh, like simply safe cameras or, or a ring doorbell or something like that that would catch us, uh, on, on camera? Oh, uh, let's see. Do you make a, uh, one of you, what's your criminology? Uh, my criminology is 50. I also have an alertness of 50. Okay, yeah, so as you walk by, uh, he does have a ring camera on it for his doorbell. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll point that out to, to Fultz. Uh, just, just stay out of the field of view. Uh, it, it, are there any blind spots or... Um, it's, I mean, they're designed to pick up the front door. It's just yeah. on the front door, though. Right. Well, I just mean, like, can can you see the whole yard? Is the is there like a porch where, like, if I if I stay like close to the close to the hedge line, they won't really see me? Or oh, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not a porch. It's a it's a raised stoop, um, okay. like three steps up. Um, so if you and there's like bushes, there's hedges next to the stoop on either side. All right, so maybe maybe try for like a, a side window or something. Yeah, there are side windows, and you haven't gone into the backyard. Yeah, um, out of character, James. What's what's your criminology like? Because I'll I'll stay and and keep watch and like notify you if I see him coming. My criminology is at fifty, and my alertness is at seventy. Do you wanna do you wanna go into the house? I feel like yeah, one of I'm, us like, I'm okay. Stay, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm having no problems. All right, so uh, Gabe is going in, and Elmer's gonna stand guard. Yep. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna park our you know uh, federal issued car like. Uh, a little bit down the street, um, and and I'll just uh, I'll just hang out and and watch the block, you know, where I can see if he's coming from either direction. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, Gabe, uh, do you want to go through the side window or do you want to go around to the back? Uh, you know what? I'm gonna check the the, the side and the back if. Uh... Does the back look like it's got anything uh, watching it? Uh, you have an alertness of seventy. No, there's no there's no cameras or anything in the backyard, uh, and there is a back door which you might be able to pick the lock to. Yeah, I'll do the back door. All right. 
Um, meanwhile, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna uh, case the case the block. Uh, anybody paying attention to what he's doing? You know, any nosy neighbors who are? Nope. Like no looking, one's looking. Okay. Nope. Not that you could see. Okay. I got a three, by the way, for crimin for crimin uh, whatever yeah, that word. All right, is. it take it takes you a minute. Uh, the lock on his back door is more secure than the hotel room that you were picking last night. Uh, so it takes you a minute, but you manage to pick the lock open. Uh, the the door swings open, and it looks like you are in the kitchen of the house. So I'm going in cautiously. I don't like kick. I don't like swing the door open. I, I just. Gently open it. I also have my gun drawn in case anything comes out at me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so you you head into the house, and uh, you start looking around. The kitchen is neat and clean. Uh, it's simple. It's just white. Uh, the, the, the shelves, uh, the cabinets and everything are white. Uh, there's a little table here and here, uh, you know, fridge, basic, basic kitchen stuff. You start uh, searching through the house. Um, you, you don't find anything of note at first. You get into the living room. living room. There's a whole bunch of family pictures. Uh, and there's the largest picture is a picture of, uh, it's a, looks, it looks old. It's a picture of a man on a construction site with a hard hat. Uh, and there's a little boy standing next to him. Who's also wearing a hard hat. Uh, and, uh, it looks like, uh, father and son on the construction site. The man is holding, uh, a, a, a roll of paper. You would assume maybe a blueprint. Uh, definitely looks very eighties. Uh, the, the man, uh, does look like the pictures of the newspapers you saw of Dave Ruse, David Rusebecker, Rusebecker. Uh, so you assume that it's probably the two of them. Um, we do have uh, headsets, right? We're like, it's not like we're like in I mean, here and just I mean, yeah, no, you yeah, yeah, you have like Bluetooth. You're like on the phone with each other. Yeah. Uh. Mm, I, I do snap a few photos of the area with my phone while I'm uh, looking around and stuff, just in case I don't see anything. And he, like, you know, while looking at them later, we can re- refer back to it. Like, oh, he had that book on his shelf. You know what I mean? Sure. Yep. Uh, so you look around. It's a one-floor house. Uh, you find the the master bedroom. Nothing of note in here. Uh, there's another smaller bedroom. Uh, the room is empty. Uh, the only thing you find of note, uh, there's one door that is locked. Like, it's an no, interior, no, door. Uh, interior door. Okay. Uh, uh, no floor has, safes or wall safes or, or uh, picture safes or anything or false books. Nope. nope. No, nothing like that. Uh, but there is an, an interior door that is uh, locked. It has a padlock on it. Uh, I don't see any like keys hanging up throughout the house that may possibly fit it, or so it might be something it's gonna, I'm going to have to pick. Alrighty. Hey, uh, Elmer, I kind of notice there's a padlocked room in here. That kind of throws up red flags. Uh, Should I try going in? Yeah, it certainly seems seems like the kind of place we'd want to get a look into. 
So it doesn't look like I'm able to pick this one. It's a master lock. <laughs> You're only an apprentice lock picker. Uh, well, you, you don't have to, I'm sorry, your criminality is 50, right? Yes, sir. All right, that's enough. You don't, you don't have to roll for everything in Delta Green. So uh, with a 50, you, that's enough for you to be able to pick the lock. Um, and you, you open it, uh, the door opens, and it leads down into a basement. Uh, uh, you can still hear me, right? I'm going into a basement. Just uh, kind of give a holler if you hear anything. Signal sounds okay so far. Okay. Uh, you head down the, the creaky wooden stairs. Uh, it's an unfinished basement. There's uh, poured concrete walls. Uh, you find a, a single bare bulb hanging from a wire at the bottom. Uh, you pull the chain to get... Or do you turn the light on? Uh, no, I think I'm just going to rely on my flashlight. I'm afraid to turn the light on. I don't okay. want to leave evidence, okay. too much evidence that I was here. Okay. Uh, so you pull out your flashlight and you, you start taking a look around. Uh, I mean, there's some basic, but, you know, you see the, the boiler, uh, you know, the water heater and stuff. Um, but in part of the basement, uh, there's another door that you open. It's unlocked. Uh, it's it's a metal fire door. And you open it. Uh, and there... Uh, it's a... Well, uh, it's a serial killer shrine. Uh, so make yourself a sand check. Oh, that was the wrong slash, James. Oh? I did not make it. I missed it by two. Oof, all right. Oof, all right. Let's see. Uh, you lose two. So, uh, you walk into the room. There's a, a folding table in the middle. Um, in the middle of this room. Uh, there's a blueprint rolled out on top of it you could see it is the blueprint for the motel uh the sundown motel uh you could see uh his father's name david rusebecker uh in the set in the rusebecker in the side under where the art the architect was um you also see that uh hanging that the, the walls in here uh are more finished and there are locks of hair hanging off the wall uh, with a Polaroid above them uh, of, of the women who have gone missing uh, as they're, they're bleeding from the neck wounds. Uh, you see the, the four women uh, who were uh, part of those cases. You also see three more uh, that you don't recognize. Um, there are boxes in the corner. Uh, it seems like uh, they are white dresses in boxes. You also see on the table, uh, what's weird is next to the uh, the, the blueprints are vintage, vintage men's clothing, like from the 80s, very 80s fashion, folded on the table. 
Elmer, I hope you can hear me because um, I think we found our culprit. I'm taking photos of everything, by the way, just mm-hmm. snapping photos. There's, just- there's also a uh, looks like a journal of some kind on the table. Well, I think I'm going to take the journal because this is going to need some reading and studying. Okay. Uh, and because it's fun, Elmer, as you as he says, uh, oh, I hope you're hearing this because I just found it. Uh, the the red Nissan drives back down the block and pulls into the driveway. All right. Um, before before it pulls into the driveway, uh, mm-hmm. I I say shit. He's back into the. Um, into the uh, Bluetooth connection or, or whatever the the two way radio thing we've got going mm-hmm. on. Uh, I- anyway, any way I can um, intercept him uh, before he gets to his driveway. Uh, make a drive um, check. Yeah. So basically, what I my my goal is to like um, pull up uh, what you call it. Um, pull out into the middle of the road maybe maybe like uh make him make him swerve and um yeah mm-hmm. maybe maybe like try to start a little bit of a fight with him okay yeah we'll make that drive check all right let's see my drive is pretty good 50 okay i have a one in two chance of making this Let's see how Dice Golem feels about me. It hates me. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Elmer, you you pull out into the street, uh, but apparently he's a pretty good driver, too, because he swerves around you uh, and manages to keep going. Okay. Um, so in that case, I, I'll, I'll flip him off, uh, and I, I will say to... Uh, I will say to uh, Fultz, uh, you got to get out of there right now. Uh, he's uh, he's he's coming. Uh, I, I'm going to see if I can intercept him. Um, go go over the back fence if you can. All right. So you're in a Fed vehicle. Just pull him over and take it. Say you got to question him. He was swerving there. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. Well, he was swerving oh, around he was swerving. you. He was swerving around, pop, me. The, swerving around me. Pop the siren. Just be like, he's a suspect or some shit. Well, I mean, he swerves around you and then gets into his driveway because you, you failed your check. Yeah. Um, uh, so, false. Uh, you're in the basement. You need to run. Make an athletics check. Well, um, <clears throat> funny story. Um, <laughs> I think I, I uh, see that ninety six. All right, so faults. You start uh, running up the stairs, uh, and you you trip, uh, and you just face plant on the stairs. Um, make a hmm. Make a con times five roll.
51 out of 55. Oof, okay. Oof, okay. Uh, so you, you take one point of damage uh, as you, you smack into their, the, those heavy wooden stairs. But you manage to keep the diary in your hand. You don't drop it, and it doesn't go... Because the, the stairs are open back, so it would have just gone flying underneath the staircase. Uh, but uh, you you are on your face. Elmer, you hear... On the through the through your headset, as he as he trips and falls up the stairs. Uh, so what are you doing? Oh uh, my Lanta, Um, I I guess I'm gonna um, park the car real fast, uh, and I will I will get out. Um, hmm. Just yell his name. You have questions for him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I will, I will get out, um, and I will, uh, walk up to the house, um. He's, he's getting out of his car. He has, a like, a few plastic bags with him. Looks like he just did some shopping. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll walk up to him. Um, I, I, I ditch the, I ditch the earpiece and, um, actually, no, I'll, I'll, I'll keep the earpiece. Um. Um, Robert Roosbecker. And who are you? Um, I'll, I'll show him my badge. Um, my name is, uh, Agent, uh, Elmer Newborn with the FBI. Um, I am wondering, uh, I have a few questions for you if you, if you've got a few minutes. I'm sorry, I don't right now. And he starts walking into his house. Uh, so make a persuasion check. Okay. See how that goes. Uh, nope. Oof. Yeah, no, he just blows you off and walk starts walking towards his house. Um Hmm. Uh, so we're going to cut back inside one sec. Uh Gabe, you're you're what, what are you doing? What, You're, what on you doing? You're on the stairs. You're uh, on the stairs. I'm scrambling to get my fat ass up and out them doors. <laughs> okay. Uh, make another athletics check. Well, Dice Golem could go fuck itself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, you start. You just start scrambling up the stairs, uh, and you trip again. Make another con times five check. Oh, seriously, what the f- well, five well, out of fifty? Well, okay, well, you, okay. You, you, you keep your hands on the journal at least. Uh, well, so you get to the top. Bad. You get to the top of the stairs, uh, but you have made quite a racket. Uh, you don't know if he's heard you. Uh, so outside, Elmer, what are you doing? Right. He's walking like um, he's on his steps. Just gonna just gonna start uh, saying names: Emily Lacar, Laura Delane, Betty McDonald, Sylvie Washington. Any of these names ring a bell to you, Mister Roosbecker? Uh, what's your humans? Uh, it is sixty. Uh, make a make a check. Okay. Forty. I made it. All right, so he he stops on the top step uh, and turns around and looks at you. 
he doesn't he doesn't physically react but there's something in his eyes like you you could tell you've touched a nerve but you could also tell that this is this is like he's he's a psychopath like you're not you you touched a nerve but you're not he's not showing it he is he is stone cold uh and he he looks at you and says am i supposed to know who those people are but you could tell he well, do, that was, he knows that was that was my question mr rusbecker do you know any of those people i'm afraid i don't agent and if you have any other questions for me uh you will have to ask them with my lawyer presence uh and he takes out his keys and starts fumbling at the lock so uh inside the house that bought you that bought you a few seconds uh faults uh so you're you get to the top of the stairs what are you doing uh uh do i so i hear him talking and then all of a sudden i i'm assuming i hear the the keys rattling in the door yeah so you you get to the top of the stairs and you hear the voices from outside uh and then yeah then you're going to start hearing keys in a second Uh, yeah, I think I'm just gonna start making my way to the back door and uh, getting out of there. I don't even care if I put the lock back on or anything at this point. I just don't want to get caught inside. Okay, so you're not closing the. All right, so uh, then you he bought you enough time. You run to the back door. Um, then make a. Um, that's right. There's no. Oh, stealth. Make a stealth check. Well, what is your stealth? You know, funnily enough, I actually am playing a character that doesn't have high uh, stealth. Uh, his stealth is only ten. No, so that's no. a failure. So that's a failure. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is. It's a failure. All right, so you you get the door open, you get the back door open, um, and you're you're just so concerned now with running out. Are you you pull the door behind you, uh, and you don't you realize it a split second too late that. Uh, as you you can see Ryan around front that as he opens the front door, you both hear the back door close, and he he stops like he opens like he opens the door and you both hear the clunk of the back door closing and he turns and looks at you. Do you have someone else in my house, agent? I, uh, hmm. I, I look at, I look at him and I say, um, those, uh, those girls that I mentioned, you know, they've, they've all gone missing over the past four years. Around the vicinity of the uh, Sundown Motel. Real shithole, that place. So tacky. <laughs> okay. Uh, what, what's, what's your goal with this? Um, I, I want to provoke him into, into doing something unwise. Okay. Uh, so make a persuade check. I'll give you plus 30. Okay. It's a good thing you gave me that plus tw- plus thirty. Uh, Fifty nine out of eighty. Okay, uh, he 
he sneers at you. Uh, there's just like rage on his face. He, he drops his bags on the stoop, uh, and, and takes a few steps towards you. The Sundown Motel is an architectural triumph that peons around here just don't understand. And then he takes a deep breath and composes himself. And I see that you are one of them as well. I think I'm done talking to you, Agent. Uh, and he, he walks like he walks back up the steps, uh, picks up his bags, and just walks inside and slams the door behind him. All right. Um, in that case, I guess we should probably go. Uh, yeah, you, you, uh, I guess, uh, Faults, are you, like, running around the side, or are you going to meet him somewhere else? Meet him somewhere else? Uh, I think I'm just going to meet him somewhere else. Uh, I don't want, uh... I, I would I would like Elmer to get out of there safely, and uh, I don't want him to, you know, have to sit there and wait for me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you 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 rendezvous down the block. Uh, you get in your SUV and drive off. So it seems like you found your guy. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of hoping I could provoke him into doing something that I could, you know, arrest him for, but. I probably, I probably could have, uh, you know, I'm sure there's probably some kind of, uh, statute for assaulting an officer, uh, a federal agent. Oh, yeah. If you had gotten a crit, he, he probably would have taken a swing at you, but, uh, he, he has As a lot of self-control. He... Yeah. And he knows we know. Oh, Yes. I, I couldn't even think of a way to have probable cause for me to be breaking in. Like, everything in the house looked nice except for the basement. I mean, like, I couldn't even think of a, a, a reason. Other than, than the fact that he harassed, uh, he technically, he kind of harassed Emily by constantly stalking her, I guess we could have kind of played that angle. But other than that, I couldn't think of anything. I mean, you don't even know if it was him. You couldn't even really say that that it was him doing it. Well, he matched uh, the I description. Think, I, I think, yeah, I was going to say I don't think I don't think our goal is to prosecute him. We we need to uh we need to make this man disappear. Um so so he's he's just dumping the bodies in the past. That's uh that seems to be the way it works. He's killing people and then dumping the bodies in the 1980s. I mean, pretty hard to ID a body if they haven't been born yet. Yep. Yeah, and we're going to have to figure out... Do we have to figure out how, or we just got to make him go away? No, you also got to figure out how he's getting to the past. And make that go away, too. Yes. So I guess uh, we meet up with I meet up with Elmer down the ways. I got his I got his diary, and uh, I'm pretty sure uh, 
I don't know if we should stay in the in the motel, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna try and come kill us in the past. Now that would be a fucked up turn of events. If he just went back <laughs> to 1980, he could he could murder our parents. Well, shit. I'm gonna go. Uh, like, uh, uh, I'm assuming Elmer's driving, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna start reading the diary. Uh, that's just a dumb idea. Oh uh, yeah, make that sand check. Uh, ten's not so bad. Okay, you still lose one. So, uh, you start flipping through it. Most of it is just unsettling. He's obviously mentally disturbed. Um, but uh, a lot of worship of his father. Uh, it seems that he found... Uh, after his mother died, he found some old things of his father's, um, like sketches and things from when he was an architect. And um, apparently something in the work uh, spoke to his father. Um, and he went back to the motel where uh, he just says, it happened, which you know what he's talking about. And uh, he he was in the room... And uh, something in the room spoke to him. He felt a presence in the motel. Uh, and that's when he realized that the building was alive uh, and it was hungry. His father had awoken something when he did his ritual. Um, and so he, uh, the, the, first, the first person he killed was in that motel room. Uh, and the motel came to life uh and it seemed to create a bridge from when he was back to 1980 uh and the motel fed off the death it it drank the he says it drank the blood of the victim uh but he uh it fed off the death and he realized he was in the night when he opened the door he saw it was in 1980 now the cars in the lot were all different everything was different uh he dumped the body there uh, and went back to the present went back into the room uh and it took him back to the present and he realized that it was the perfect way to cover up his crimes uh and so he thought he was also honoring his father by uh keeping the motel alive uh, so every once in a while, he, quote unquote, would make sacrifices uh, to the motel. Uh, it's pretty fucked up and horrible. So yeah, he's been killing people in the present and using that to go back in time to dump their bodies in the past before they were born. They were born. Did, did any of the reports say that the bodies were extenuated? Uh, no, well, yeah, they said they, they were stabbed in the throat and slowly bled out. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, so it's a whole bunch of fucked up stuff. So it seems it is tied to room 109. Whatever it is. 
Now, should we just burn this whole fucking hotel down and then just, you know, throw what's-his-face in it? Or should we murder him in the room, have it drink, have it bring us to the 80s, and we dispose of him there so that no one can discover what happened to him? And then, uh, then we burn the hotel down. Uh, we can, we can certainly try, um, that, that would be, we could, we could use his own ploy against him. Except I don't think we should leave him out to be found. We should definitely try at least hide and bury him so that no one finds him, like right away at least. Well, uh, Santiago... Santiago was chasing a cereal. Uh, maybe, maybe there's a way we can, we can give him his, uh, the closure that he never, he never realized he needed, that he always wanted 40 years ago. Uh, he's got a bunch of he got he's got a bunch of Jane Doe's. Let's let's uh, give him the evidence he needs to close the case back in eighty. Well, uh, so I, you don't know if that's going to work because it already happened. Well, you're talking paradox terms. I I mean I don't like I said I'm not a physicist I don't know how time travel works I mean the the best you could figure from what's happened is that you can't change the past like he didn't he didn't find the evidence so he he's not going to find so he, the evidence so he can't have found the evidence yeah. Okay. I mean, but people still found these bodies. And they they were always going to find those like that's that that has already happened. Like you can't change the fact that it happened. It's confusing time travel. Okay. Okay. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. I I'm I'm just saying that like as uh, my character has no idea what the rules of time travel are. Yes. I, I get that. Um, so I, I, I will I, say he, he doesn't he doesn't necessarily know that we're in like a you know deterministic uh, or or predetermined uh, timeline where things what's your, only yeah things have only ever happened one way. What's your guy's intelligence? Ten. He's not he's not particularly yeah. smart. James, what's your intelligence? Mine's is 12. Uh, so I will say, James, you, you have an idea. Um, it, it seems like this, this, this room is acting like a tunnel. And if you want to close the tunnel, you have to, you have to cave in both ends at like just about the same time. And then 
you remember the articles you've read, someone who was never caught lit fire to the room in 1980. And you're thinking that that arsonist might be sitting in the car with you right now. Well, someone did burn down the build, burn down that room in 1980. Uh, I mean, they were never caught neither. Maybe that was one of us. Could be. So we 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 take care of uh, little Robbie. Uh, you know, send him into the past, bury his body somewhere back there. Hell, bury him under the hotel. That'd be ironic, wouldn't it? And then we burn the room down, and then uh, hopefully, then we burn it down on this side, and then you know, you know, collapse the tunnel on both ends. Well, if you burn it on that side, you're not going to be able to get back through. So, someone has to go through to 1980 and close the tunnel on that side, while the other one stays in 2022 and closes it on this side. Rock, paper, scissors? For what? Well, someone's got to go back and hide the body and then burn the room down. And if they burn the room down, they can't come back. So uh, one of us is going to have to do the dirty deed and uh, relive the 80s, I guess. I mean, uh, I was, I was born in 86, so. Uh, both of you make sand checks, too. Yeah. Failed that one. Yeah, I failed that one, uh, a little worse. Alright. Oh, just one each. It's still a terrifying prospect. It's real fucked up now. Well... You know, I, I, you know, my family's owned stuff out in like farms and ranches in, in Texas for forever. I can, I think there was a, a, a story my grandfather used to tell me about a helper that used to work on the farm that kind of looked a lot like me. So maybe, uh, maybe it should be all right if I, if I, if I stay behind and, and, uh, you know, set fire to the place and then, uh, live a bit more of a humbling life, uh, you know, on a, on a farm somewhere, you know, uh, and, uh, I, mean, the, I just, I mean, the, the, no. sorry, continue, sorry, continue, just, uh, you know, maybe give Santiago a little bit of closure, you know, and just let him know that you figured out who did it. I don't care if you, you tell him who did do it, but, you know, maybe help him, you know, close this case for him, you know, and, uh, have a coffee with him for me. Sure. If if you're willing to uh, 
to to bite the bullet, then I'm not going to argue with you over that one, uh, Gabe. So the the other thing you could do in terms of Robert is uh, you do have a journal in which she goes into detail about murdering a whole bunch of people. Um, you could turn that in as evidence to try to get him arrested and prosecuted. And they would just never find the bodies. But we would be, uh, leaving the tunnel open. Well, no, you would still close the tunnel, but instead of killing him, you arrest him. But don't we have to kill someone to open the tunnel? Uh, it, it seems like some blood will do it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a full person's worth. It's a blood sacrifice. So David and Robert just went a little, uh, they, they let the moment run away with them. Well, David, uh, created the, the tunnel or brought the, 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 the motel to life somehow with his ritual. Robert, uh, was letting, kind of running away with it. Robert was a serial killer in the making, and then the motel was kind of like, well, hey, you know, I'll help you out, and so he just kind of went with it. Gotcha. It was a symbiotic relationship. Yes. One got yeah. blood and one got evidence disposal. <laughs> yeah, it's like Audrey too in Little Shop of Horrors. It's just, you know, the bodies are gone. It gets what it wants. They sang songs together. Um, all right, well, uh, Fultz, how do you want to approach this? Or you could kill him. That's obviously another possibility. Just saying. You don't have to kill him. Well, yeah, but I mean, then we'd kind of have to explain away how he was disposing the bodies in the past. I mean, the diary does say that he killed a bunch of people, but it also says that he disposed of them in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, we could... He he is obviously psychologically disturbed. Like I said, I'm, I'm no profiler, but uh, I... I feel like those are are probably the the fantasies of uh somebody who is uh lost touch with reality completely yeah definitely they just wouldn't find the bodies um there is there is also the fact that the authorities know that uh they have a fingerprint match on one of the corpses so that might that might draw more attention than the program wants to this. I think we should probably just kill this guy. We're not killing a man, we're killing a monster. Um there there would definitely be some uh crazy conspiracy theories around that. Uh, but we do yeah, have all definitely. the evidence. Uh, 
Um, how much? How much later do we think this is going to go? Because I'm I'm a little bit uh, tired. Uh, well, we could uh, we could just wind it up. Um, so what what are you are what are you going to do with Robert? You got to you're going to kill him. Yeah, kill him in the room, bury him under the hotel cuz I think that would be, you know, poetic justice in a way. And then uh, go okay. live my life on okay. a ranch. All right. So, uh do you guys mind fast forwarding a bit? We'll just do it in in quick time. Sure. Uh I I was I was planning on like um, you know, if if he thinks he's going to threaten us cuz we broke into his house, I'll just tell him we have his journal and, uh, you know, I'll insult his father some more and I'll tell him to meet us and he knows where to meet us. Uh, he does not contact you, but that night at the motel, uh, you do hear a car pull in. Uh, it is a, it's a red, uh, a sedan. Uh, you see him get out. He's dressed in black. He thinks he's being sneaky, but you two are ready for him. Uh, so he, uh, looks around the rooms and finally settles on you you watch him you see he stares at 109 for a long while uh before he moves over towards 110 uh it's like somehow he knows that's where you are and excuse me he has a key that seems to just work on your door and he opens it uh and you guys are ready for him so excuse me so how do you how do you take him Oh, uh, beanbag shotgun right to the chest. Boom, knock the wind out of him. Drag him into yeah. 109. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that will do it. Okay. Uh, so as soon as... So he, like, is crouched down and slowly opens the door. And then, boom, beanbag right in the chest. He goes flying back into the street, uh, coughing and, and groaning. Uh, you, you grab him and drag him into 109. Um uh, and now it's on Elmer. So Elmer, what do you do? Oh um, no, I'm sorry. It's not. It's uh. It's Gabe. Gabe is going back. Sorry. Uh. So Gabe, you you go. You're yo, you're in the room with him. What do you do? Uh, I say lights out, motherfucker, and I just uh, crack him in the face with the shotgun until he so he starts bleeding all over the floor, and then uh, you know maybe I'll just. Oh wait, no. They they just said the room was burned down, right? They didn't say that like there was a body in the room. There was nothing about a body in the room. All right, yeah. So then, yeah, I'll, I'll uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll kill him in the past, and then okay. Uh, okay. Uh, so you 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 bash his face a bit with the shotgun. He starts like coughing blood and, and spurting blood everywhere, uh, and the blood lands on the carpets and then just gets sucked in, uh, and and both of you feel. Uh, there's a vibration in the air. Uh, the the door to the to 109 just slams shut behind you, uh, Gabe, uh, and you get real dizzy. You you stumble uh, and get and get nauseous and you fall to your knees. And then the uh, the feeling stops uh, and you you shake your head clear. Uh, you open the door. There there still aren't a ton of cars in the parking lot, but your car and his car are gone. Uh, there's some like 1970s cars in the parking lot here. Uh, it's warmer than it was when you left. Uh, so you don't know when you are exactly, but it's not January anymore. Uh, and uh, Robert is still on the floor groaning. He's like, oh, God, what are you doing? 
Well, I'm going to snap his neck because I don't want to shoot him because that'll alert people. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you, you take sand loss, but it's okay. Um, you, you kill him, uh, and you, you drag him out, uh, and you, you, you bury him out back of the motel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then you uh, come back and you douse the room with gasoline, throw a lighter in there and it goes up, uh, back in 2020 Elmer. Uh, so the, the, you see Gabe, uh, drag Robert in, uh, hits him a few times. Then the door slams shut. You feel that same vibration in the air. Uh, and then it stops and you're just standing there. Uh, you don't, you don't hear anything from the room. Do you go and open the door to one Oh nine? Um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I do. Yeah, it's wait, yeah. wait, before I start strangling him out, I turn the radio on and it plays this weird uh, 1980s music. <laughs> you okay, turn the radio yeah. up real loud so that he, so that he, no one can hear him. <laughs> yep. Oh dear. And uh, yeah, the room's empty, so you get. I'll just, I'll just say you planned this, so you have a jerry can in the back of your car, uh, yeah. and you, you douse the room in gasoline. Uh, and you you light it, and on your end, um, you don't know what a building screaming sounds like, but you're pretty sure it's this. There's some unearthly roar. The whole the ground around you shudders. Uh, the whole building shakes. Doors all over are opening and slamming shut. Uh, and then what you realize is the death rattle of the Sundown Motel finishes. Uh, the, the neon sign goes out, and then the fire that you lit just erupts out of the room. It climbs up the wall and shoots into the second floor and starts spreading through the whole building as if you lit, like, a dried piece of paper on fire. Like, like it's, the fire is spreading through a dried husk instead of an actual building. And within ten minutes, the entire motel is on fire. Uh, the the fire department does eventually show up, and uh, they put it out, but by the time they put it out, there's not much left of the motel. Uh, so you do you stick around, or are you just getting the fuck out of there? Um, well, we, we signed the registry with our real names, um, so, um, um, I think if we planned it, instead of using a jerry can, I think we made it look more like an electrical fire so that, you know, Elmer doesn't get in trouble. Well, uh, the, the registry book is, it's literally just a paper book. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so, so what I was going to say was, uh, I, I think, I think the way we would have planned this is to, uh, pin this on, um, uh, Ruzbecker. Um, you know, uh, I, I'll tell the authorities that, you know, uh, we, my partner and I had questioned him in, in, uh, relation to some local disappearances, um, I mean, I guess that that then does draw more attention to him, but hmm. To Ruzbecker? Yeah. Um. Hmm. 
I'm trying to think because I I would say with your forensics, the way the building went up, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be a surprise if they never found the body. Okay. Um Because I, I was gonna say it, it would it would look really weird if uh, what's his face um, you know Diaz knows that he had two FBI agents checked in um, if if we never like checked out or anything. Yeah, well, I mean you, I mean no no one else Unless knows, so did. you could just say, "Oh, my partner went back to New York." Like you you don't have to explain that to them. He left. Like, you know, done. They're not gonna they're not gonna press into that. Well, I mean if he if he never if he never turns up ever again, then Well that that's something you're gonna have to explain to the program, but for now, like telling telling the local police and fire just be like, you know, you don't really have to explain your partner's disappearance other than, you know, oh, he went back to New York. Um no, but but I mean, like, uh, if he if he never if he never actually shows up in New York, like, eventually someone else besides the program is going to go looking for him. We have to make it look like he died in the fire. Oh, okay. No, you um, could say yeah, well, that uh, yeah, the, well, you could say Junior came and uh, there was a struggle and the house and the building went on fire and we were both in there. Yeah. yeah. So, so what I'm what I'm thinking is I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, that we we had questioned Mr. Ruzbecker in relation to some some missing persons cases. Uh, we had heard from the roommate that there was there was an individual uh, who was hanging around the motel, and we we uh, canvassed the north side of town until we identified the red sedan. Uh, we had a confrontational um, encounter with him, and uh, he he showed up later that night. I got out, uh, but uh, he and um, my partner did not. And yep. that would lead us to investigating his home, where we'll find all of the trophies. And you could conveniently replace the journal. Right. Yep. Sure. Okay, yeah, that's what happens. Uh, so the that's what happens slightly longer term. Uh, that morning, so the the fire department shows up. So you're you're there to talk to them and, and give your statement and stuff. Um, yeah. And so that's like that takes all night. You know, they're fighting the fire all night. So by the time morning comes around, um, you are exhausted and you see there is an SUV parked on the side of the road and there is an old man leaning against the side of the SUV but he looks kind of familiar Gabe you see Elmer I I I go up to him and give him a hug I just I just like look over at him And and even though I I I give him uh, I, I'm I'm making a sand check for that one. Sure. And I fail that. All right. 
Take nine. Oh, good. It seems like, seems like. A, a sanity breaking moment. Yeah. Um, well, I don't. I don't hit my. Uh, I don't hit my breaking point. Uh, just barely. Uh, but that is more than five at once, so... <laughs> it's, it's okay. We're, we're epilogging. You, you could tell us what happens. Um, I, I was, I was gonna... Uh, I, I, I look at him, and I, I guess I, I don't hug him back. And when he hugs <laughs> me, I say, what the fuck are you doing here? I wanted to make sure it worked and that you were Okay. You could have sent me a fucking postcard. Nah, hug is better. <laughs> I also wanted to let you know that I was okay. God damn it, Gabe. They're gonna want to debrief you. Why? He's dead. Yeah. You want to see pictures of my kids? It'd be a lot easier to convince people that he was dead if he didn't show the fuck up. <laughs> All right. Uh, get, we, we will end it there. With, you want to see pictures of my kids? No. Uh, <laughs> All right. So that's uh, that's sundown. What did you guys think? Um, I had fun. I had yeah, fun. I, I really liked it. Um, I, I wish, I wish that we weren't playing this at like, you know, 1130 on a Friday night. So we could have played out the final confrontation with, uh, Ruzbecker. Yeah. Cause I feel like that would have been pretty choice. Yeah. Well, he, he didn't have any special powers or anything. He just was a psychopath who got kind of lucky. Still though, every time you introduce dice golem and the possibility of failure, to any situation, it would have been like a three stooges level, I don't know, <laughs> gun battle. Yeah, uh, it would have. Yeah. In the parking lot of a possessed motel with a, with a tunnel to the 1980s in it. Yep. Uh, if, if you're wondering, this is based loosely on a novel I read called the sundown motel. Uh, that was real good about a haunted motel in upstate New York. I recommend it. It did not involve time travel, though, but it was still good. All right. Well, thank you all for playing. I'm going to take us out. Anyone have any last will thoughts before we go? Uh, I'm staying off social media for the next couple of weeks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>